Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network, I'm Trish Moe, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, uh, March 6th. I almost said February 6th. We are broadcasting live out of New Orleans 105.3 FM and United Public Radio Network, and also now on Roku. So tonight is uh, the last full moon. Well, it's this tonight and tomorrow morning, really. The last full moon of uh, before spring, actually, uh, the equinox is what March twentieth, I believe. So this is the full. This is the full worm moon. Uh, See, in worm Virgo, moon. I believe. Suck you dry. Yes, and I am welcoming back Joe. Yes, the infamous Joe Montaldo. The vampire guy. <laughs> Uh, the vampire guy from oh, New wait, Orleans. Wait, no, it says something else. What does that thing say? I can't forget what it says. It says something up there. Hell has no fury like a madman on a mic. It's <laughs> fitting. Yes. Yes. I was actually talking about someone else, but still. <laughs> oh. We can't, we can't mention his name. He's he's a faded thing of the past. But anyway, um, I like, I, I love doing radio. You know, I was on last night, I was on a, what is it? K something, another out of New York. And <laughs> these people in New York, they call it, well, I don't believe in a UFO. I'm like, really? You don't? I was like, well, yeah, the UFOs aren't real. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah. I said, do you know what a UFO is? What's well, an alien? I said, nope, nope, nope. I said, UFO means unidentified flying aircraft. I saw the area, <laughs> I said, oh, aerial asshole phenomenon. I said, well, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, I said, dude, you got you to gotta calm down. You know, just because, you know, we're not saying everything's an alien. Oh, wait. Joe Biden said aliens are real on, on um, what's his name? Anderson Cooper show. Nuh-uh. He said he, there was a flash of light and, and there it wasn't. It was just pointy. If that's the case, not to think, you know, that it couldn't happen. I'm just thinking, he needs to be immediately removed from office. You know, like these stories come out. You never know if they're, if they're true or not. Like the one where he's wearing his pants backwards. I said, I said, okay, it's got to be fake, right? It's got to be. How can you put a, especially men, how do you put a pair of, well, anybody, how do you put a pair of pants on backwards? I mean, how do you get this thing zipped up? I mean, well, you gotta be, I mean how do you, I mean, you know, you might be able to do it because, you know, you can twist around, but. Oh, guys, they're like, they can't be moving around. Like no, that. I was going to say, remember um, in the in the 90s, I believe, it was 80s or must have been 90s, when that was a thing. Remember crisscross? And they wore their clothes backwards. And, yeah, but they probably um, had somebody back there zipping them things up for them. Well, yeah, I, oh, I guarantee sure. a yoga student could do it because they're all bendy like that. <laughs> Not normal, Scott. And shows it 80. I don't even think his bones would bend that way. They'd more likely break. Uh, I just... So I'm thinking if I mean, it is true. I mean, I've worn my clothes like inside out by accident, you know, when I was like in college and yeah, well, hung over going to class and stuff, but not that backwards. Yeah. But uh, that, that was just weird. So I, I never thought it was true. I was like, it's got to be bullshit. It's just total bullshit. And then someone sent a picture. I think it was from the Ukraine. And it was actually, you're like, no way. I'm thinking, did his wife not notice? Did his handlers not know? I mean, it's impossible. 
I just so I said no, I still didn't believe it. And then the Poland newspaper picked it up and carried it. So that's probably why you know Russia didn't nuke him off the planet. Because think about it, we we called Russia and told him we're going to be in Kiev, and then we're going to get on a little rinkety ass train and drive to Poland in the middle of a war. I'm thinking, oh, accidentally, boom! But no, you know, I, I don't. There's some other games going on here. That's all I can tell you. They're like this little American man who's he can't even put his pants on, right? I know. What are we working? He's he's gonna shoot a nuke at us. He's probably gonna one of his own states. They're like they're like we can't we can't bully the (laughs) we can't bully the special. It's embarrassing, is all I can say. The guy, the guy, you know, and he's like, well, the economy's great. I said, do you live in the same country I do? Well, the job market. I said, okay, yeah. So you can get a job, but you can't afford to buy nothing because everything's out there. Exactly. You know, the other day I said, I said, a friend of mine says, he said, how much you spend at the grocery store? I said, do you want me to tell you the truth? Oh. You want me to lie? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, in the old days, I spent about $200 a trip. I said, these days, 360 to 380 and I'm not even getting as much as I did with the 200 I said, it's a, I said, now things have eased a little bit down here. You can get filet mignon for $9.99 now, and you can get ribeyes, and you can get ground meat for about $2.50 a pound. Eggs are down to about $2.50 a dozen. So it has eased up in here. But the only reason why is everything's grown locally down here, including vegetables. So we don't have to worry about, you know, butter, butter, what is his name? Butter ass, butter butt. Uh, we don't we don't have to worry about um, him screwing up the transit down here because there's nothing to really screw up. It's, it's I don't know. Well, so I have this theory, too. You know, people complain that the U.S. government doesn't provide that much for its own citizens, yet we're paying, you know, for um, if if you're from another country. I I know in my state anyways, um, University of Kansas has one of the or it used to have one of the largest populations of international students, which I mean, I think is great, but they could go there for free. Whereas I had student loans for the last 30 years or 30, 20 years, you know, (laughs) paying for that. And so people always say the U.S. government, you know, doesn't provide for its own citizens. But here we pay and we do have I don't remember where I saw this statistic, but the largest population of um, immigrants and refugees and things like that historically not just this year or or, you know that means throughout time um and i have a theory on that so when you when you talk about um whether we import or export agricultural goods things like that i think they do the same with people i think it's it's an incentive, you know, if they're trying to drive out because Americans have become lazy, like the ones that are from here, right? <laughs> like it seems like the whole generation, not not really Generation X, but the millennial, I guess they, they would say. And so it's it's similar to crop. Yeah, it's like crop rotation, right? So you've got to rotate out the the people that aren't doing, aren't pulling their weight, like drive them out and give others an incentive who are, who might, you know, be a more resilient crop in here to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to take over, <laughs> to take over. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the, my theory on that. Yeah. The, well, there's a lot of weirdness on this planet. That's all I can say. If, if I was somebody visiting from another world, I'd be looking around like, Wow! Did you see what that idiot just did? And, and they're talking about intelligent people, not the real idiots. I, I yeah, just, I would, 
I would think of planet Earth like the the that nasty gas station truck stop that you see. I'm like, it depends what parts you're in. <laughs> that's that's the real problem. If if you're an alien and you come to like London or New York or Moscow or, or, or Beijing, you're like, oh my god, I'm never coming back. But if you come back to one of the more beautiful places on the planet, you may stay. It's, I mean, the planet's really sure. gorgeous. It's just where man lives is not, not at some places are still gone. I mean, I live on a coast. It's pretty here. And, you know, I've been out to Cali a few times. I've been up north a few times and the West coast is pretty. It's just, it's overcrowded and it's stinky, but I can't say nothing because New Orleans is stinky, even if it ain't overcrowded. Um, big cities, unfortunately, are just big cities. That's what they are. Uh, somebody wrote, can, can Kansans eat, survive and steak alone? <laughs> wait, 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 what's that? Steak, sage, grass, and oil. <laughs> I think they could actually. <laughs> well, you would be surprised how resilient people. I, I saw something the other day that said only 1% of the population of the U, entire United States lives in this strip in, in the Midwest, which is from, you know, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and part because of Texas. only crazy people live there. That look, I was just in <laughs> That's Wyoming. What I'm I was just in Wyoming in September. Okay, look. First off, guys, it ain't even pretty up there. It's just no some, some <laughs> funky brown hilly ground with some antelope running around and some oil oil rigs on it, and that's it. I mean, the state is monstrous, and there's only five hundred thousand people in a state that that could span the entire Gulf Coast and go yeah. all the way up into to Baltimore. So that state's huge. It's like half the size of Texas, at least. And are bigger. And I, I'm like, what? And people, well, we're overcrowded. Really? Have you been to Wyoming or Montana or Idaho? I mean, who the hell is in Idaho? Ten people? All right, yeah, there's probably a little more than that. But I mean, it's a huge state with nobody in it. I mean, there are states that are just, even New Mexico. I mean, come on, there's what, two million people in New Mexico, three million. Um, wait, okay, John, we'll give them four million. Ooh, four million. Other than that, where, and where do they live? Albuquerque? Roswell, <laughs> I shouldn't even brought Roswell up. Um, yeah, okay. Look, I'm just saying, there's just little towns with people in them, and then openness. Just, I mean, all of West yeah. Texas is just a freaking wind farm. That's all it is. I mean, no, well, you get like, out there and goats. Um, I'm sorry, don't forget about the goats. Southern Kansas now too. Yeah, I seen that last time I was out there. It's um, well, guys, anywhere where it's flat and windy, they just love it. They just put them things up. Yeah, they're just they're just polluting our planet with nasty windmills. First off, they're ugly. They'll never make as much energy as they cost to build and keep up. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of them things I still don't know why we're doing. Well, some things I understand. When you build a lot of it, it gets cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. These things don't seem to do that. And they seem to catch on fire a lot. Well, uh, I was going to say, aside from that... Um... Oh, and be that I had to look up because I've I've never known that statistic before. Kansas is the fifteenth largest state by area, and the thirty-sixth most populous of the fifty states, which is crazy to me. That was in twenty twenty, because there's eighty-two thousand over eighty-two thousand square miles, and it says there's almost three million people. But all of those three million people have to be in Topeka, Kansas City, and Wichita because there's yep, nothing else. I would else bet money on that. Yeah, I'd, I'd bet money. Like on there's that. literally nothing else, and Kansas City's made up of like fifteen towns. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's but that's the thing. It's that's anywhere out west, 
Oh, no, Jimmy, even Oregon and Washington's like that. And to be honest with you, once you break the middle of California up, it's pretty much like that, too. There's a lot of marijuana farms yeah. up there, too, but still. Um, no, I mean, you ever been to Eureka? You remember the TV show Eureka? Well, there's Eureka, California. It's a cool place out there in the West, out by the coast. There's lots of cool little towns once you get it. I can't even think of a big town above the middle of California. I mean, Sacramento yeah. and San Francisco and L.A. And, and, and San Diego are all down there in the bottom of the state. I can't, uh, you know, are midways down. Oh, gosh. What's that? That ski resort, It's uh starts with an M. Mammoth? Yes. Mammoth, uh, maybe. Is that a- so, but that's, that's just a recreational place where they go hang out right. and get high and yeah. fall down the mountain. <laughs> so- it's a little little village. Um, anybody in the chat in uh, – where are you all at? Oh, okay. Never mind. I see it. I forgot what I couldn't remember which Facebook page I had open, which messenger I had open. I thought I had an Instagram messenger open. Well, yeah, because Instagram people ask different questions than Facebook people. Unless you'll, I have them tied together sometimes, and it's just the same people. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I want to live in Northern California. I mean, it's really pretty up there. I've driven up there when I was when I was. Oh God, I'm not even going to tell you how long ago it was. It's embarrassing how long ago. Half you some bitches wasn't even alive. Um, I mean, I'd it's, get abducted there more often than I would here. Yeah, so. they all get probed out there and they all forget about it when they get their colliders there. You know, they have such a weird lifestyle, they just forget about it. Oh, we can't think about aliens. We got we to go here. We got to go there. Oh, you know what, Bobby? I'll tell you this. So when I go out to Cali, I've been really lucky. So when I went for, um, I went out there to go film for uh, yeah, ANA. And um, so I was out there about five days. They gave me my own purse. This, this little girl was cute as hell, knew everything about L.A., took me everywhere, met all kind of people. That's how we got the gig with the um, – we. no, she just – they had tickets for anything, anything you wanted to go to. So um, there was some gala going on. She asked me if I wanted to go. I was like, sure, I got a suit with me, no problem. So I popped on a suit. We went to the gala, and uh, I met I met a film – I mean a um, producer who was looking to do something different on net from Netflix. And then uh, – we had set up a deal to do 28 abduction reenactments and then COVID came. So I figured, okay, that's done and over with. Well, just recently it came back to attention and, and it looks like we're going to re- at least try to get some of them done and see where it goes. So I'll keep y'all informed on that, but, but it's because of her. She said, you know, cause I, I, I didn't know nothing about LA. I've been out to LA 10 or 15 times, but I don't know nothing about LA because I'm always out there. Like I always tell anybody, go with a local, unless you got a guide, like I had a couple of times, you always go with a local. So when I'm out for like writers of the future, well, most of the people I'm out there with live there. I just ask them where shit's at. And, uh, well, the last year was different because Chris, Chris was from Australia. I was from New Orleans. The other two guys with us were from, uh, three guys with us were from the UK and one of them were from Spain. So it was a very different, people were buying us booze and giving us stuff. It was insane. I am not kidding y'all. I can't even tell you what that other stuff was getting. You yeah. some children listening. To for Lord have mercy. They always say people out there are stuck up and rude. <laughs> well, we went, this, we went to this club. We were just hanging out drinking, and the guy came up and said, man, you got a kind of crazy accent. Where are you from? I said, oh, the walls. He said, he asked me five million questions. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah. And he said, where are your friends from? They're from New Orleans. So I said, no. I said, this crazy blue-eyed, good-looking guy, he's from Australia. I said, these three guys are from the UK, and he, another one's from Spain. They're like, what? All of a sudden, it was like 25 people come out of nowhere. They're all surrounding us, talking to us, buying us stuff. 
uh, what's his name said, you got any weed guy just hands you like a handful. I was like, Oh my God. Then I forgot it's legal. I thought, Oh shit, we're going to jail. But I forget it's legal in California. So it was, it was an insane night everywhere we went. So we left that club. He said, guys, I like, come next door. Come next door. So we walk in the club. I walk in and girls like real nice, real sweet, pay my cover again. Two of the guys said, so you got to be dressed in black. It's an all dressed in black club. And it's always like that. It's not just like a weekend thing. It's always you got to be dressed in black. So I think three of us were dressed in black and two weren't, but or three or four was dressed in black and two weren't, but it was, it was an insane place. And then all of a sudden it was two o'clock and it was over. And like, wait, two, what, what? So in New Orleans, you don't even go out till midnight. That's that's pretty normal in in most places that I I've yeah. Lived but see, the problem is today. in most places they close at two a.m. New Orleans don't close; they're open twenty four hours most of the time. Oh, at all? See, New York, it was uh, four a.m. Um, I lived in Buffalo, um, which makes for a really long night. I, I mean. It's like the fights so, escalate and stuff. The more so for you for you wimpy get. people that live in the United States, I'll tell you what an average drinking night is for a New Orleanian. So about six o'clock, seven o'clock, they all go out and have dinner, some decent place, go have a good dinner, and then usually eight or nine o'clock they'll pop into one of the local bars and have a couple of drinks and get walking. Then they go to the clubs. Now if they're planning on dan dancing. There are several really good clubs that you can go dancing, and so they'll start hitting those and working their way through. Well, about five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock, everybody's hungry. So they either hit some of the good food joints or a lot of the uh, clubs serve breakfast or, well, food, not necessarily breakfast. Or, and it's free if, you, if you're in the club. So a lot of people will hit those. But regardless, everybody gets their second win. Most people, it's probably everybody carries sunglasses with it because most people won't hit out, get out of the club until noon. Every time you walk out, your eyes are like, what? It's what? <laughs> it's wait, what time is it? Oh, shit, I'm going home. That's, a, that's, yeah, like, say that's like casinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is like casinos because casinos do the same thing to you. They don't have any, uh, without any any windows or anything in it, no clocks. You kind of lose track mm -hmm. of time. And it's really fast. When you're losing a lot of money or winning a lot of money, you'd be surprised how fast them clocks go by. Do I gamble? Oh, my goodness. Lately, not lately. I, I do gamble, but not lately. And no, uh, when I was stupidly. a dealer, it seemed to go by very slowly. Oh, yeah, because that's a whole different thing. I was that's taking work. people's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different. And if it's not an exciting table with some, some crazies on it, it does go real by slow. I know uh, we, I was in one night, this is, this is about 15 years ago. I was walking through with, with my wife and a friend of mine. And um, I'd been drinking pretty good and I'd been winning all night. So I started, I said, you know what? I'm going to play some slots. So I sit down at slot three red sevens. Go to the next machine, three red sevens. My friend Mike was just getting pissed. I didn't hit 14, 15 of those. I'm, I'm up like seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars. So I'm, I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go hit the tables. So I'm gonna go play some some uh, twenty one. I go sit down and start playing. I, I'm hitting. I mean, I'm tripling. Making. I'm making money. Hand of hitting a girl. They came and relieved the dealer like they like to do and changed the deck. So I got it yeah. from the table. And he says, where are you going? I said, sorry, dudes. I like the deal. I like the deck. You're changing them out of here. And he's like, oh, how do you know? How do you? I said, so I went down the road, started playing high-low, uh, whatever it's called, down the thing. And I was finally, my, my, my good friend goes, we got to leave. They're going to arrest us. I said, they're going to arrest us. I'm not winning any real money. I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave here with, you know, 20, 30, something like that. And I said, but I'm not even lucky. One, My wife Linda was. She was the one that was always winning. Uh, she went first time she ever gave a casino. She won a freaking car. Oh my! Like, 
I'm like, come See, on. See, I'm never ever lucky. I don't gamble, but but even, you know, when I've when I've played before, I never win anything, but every everyone around me wins everything. And I'm like <laughs> that sucks. I'm gonna start charging. Yeah, I'm gonna start charging like a <laughs> nah, you know they'd they'd rub my head and stuff, you know, being the redhead of the group. <laughs> yeah, so let me get let me steal some luck. Yeah, it's a well, you know, it's, won, it's a weird so. thing. It's um, I've never won anything. I wouldn't say anything really big. I've hit some here, hit some there, and and we've gotten lucky, you know, without without friends or Lim's gotten lucky. Different people we've been with gotten lucky. Uh, sometimes I see my stepdaughters get really lucky, but it's uh, nobody's ever won other than the car. Nobody's won anything really big. <clears throat> and I mean, the car was probably only like thirty or forty grand. And boy, you gotta watch them though. They hit you for the taxes when you pick up the car. I was gonna say, is it like I didn't know casinos did that too, like game shows? Like, yeah. you know, people would go out to California on like the prices right or whatever and um win win the cars and then they would have to they would be transported by their local dealership, but they wouldn't realize they had to pay the sales tax and stuff on them. I'm like, that's kind of well, shitty. But what's funny is though, in Mississippi, you pay sales tax when you go get your tag. So here they can't yeah. keep it. They have to release the car to the person because there's no way for them to go pay sales tax until they have the tags. Uh, right. You know, so. That's how it is yeah. here. You have like yeah, 60, so. I don't know, 60 or 90 days. But it's ridiculous. Finally, my car is like five years old now, I think. Four, I don't know. Anyway, it's finally down. It's like a hundred bucks. It started out was like, I think it was 4,700 and it was 2,700 and then it was 500 yeah. and it was 200. And I think last year it was like 150. I was like, Jesus, people, you're just ripping me. How many times can you charge me for a sale tax? Oh, it's the value right. of your car, sir. I'm like, is that what you're telling us? I'm going to buy me a used car. I said, that's it. I'll go find something pretty, maybe a Lexus or something, but I ain't getting that worth any money anymore. Yeah. I really wouldn't mind if anybody wants to buy me a Beamer, a nice Beamer, you know, one of them black ones. Oh, yeah, I'm all in for that. <laughs> yes. I got a couple of hosts on the network. I'll trade you for a good Beamer. What? <laughs> if any of you You're Arabs ridiculous. over there listening, I'm just saying, if any of you Arabs over there listening tonight, we can make a deal. <clears throat> no, no, I like Trish. We're keeping her. We got some other ones that we could we could do. Yeah, we sometimes. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, she's actually she's a good host. I like to pick her, but she's a good host. Yeah, she's she's got endearing qualities. How's that? <laughs> you know what? I ain't answer you no more. You know what? Where 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 are we at? You can come to 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 UFO Paranormal Radio on YouTube. There you go. Yes, because if you're gonna keep spamming with questions, you need to come in the chat room. No, I'll answer some from Messenger. But if you're gonna keep spamming, you need to come in the chat room. I don't know. Let me stick out my tongue at you. I can't see them either. Weird. Well, no, because it's all my messengers. You know, this is a weird <laughs> thing for me. So, and the girls love to give me trouble, especially Michelle and Amelia. They love to give me trouble about this. So, a long time ago, many, many, many moons ago, when when Trish was just a little girl about yay tall, uh, we had Yahoo Chat. Okay. Yahoo Chat. I had Yahoo yeah. Chat. <laughs> so, it was UFO Alien Phenomena Group on Yahoo Chat. And before that was something else. But anyway, I mean, this is many moons, at least 20, 20 something years ago. So we started this big group over there. I think it was like 24 years ago. And I met a lot of friends of that's how one of our or iCar got started was from that group. But anyway, we got used to chatting as a group. So everybody, so all of a sudden. Okay. 
the First spam of all, explain what ICAR is because well, some ICAR is international. are different than yes. You know. ICAR is the International Community for Alien Research, and we will come back to that. But it's um so these people, you know, we, we started getting all these spam and things coming in. You didn't have any control. People would take the mics over and stuff. So we decided to leave. We went to we were going to fire chat, but all of a sudden it turned into pal talk. So we got on pal talk. We had a huge group. But still, only about a third of the Yahoo group came. They bitched, they moaned, they go, oh, it's blue. Oh, there's admins. Oh, this. I'm just, we'll just stay the hell over there on YouTube. And when it blows up into nothing, which they don't have YouTube chat anymore, by the way, or AOL chat for that matter either. Um, well, I shouldn't have said AOL. I'll tell you how old I am. Shit. <laughs> but, but anyway, I anyway. Oh, God. Yes, ICQ. I remember ICQ too. And, um, it's it's but <laughs> no anyway we they get over there to get used to it well then when we moved the station around all facebook came out and all this other stuff came out it kind of spread everything out so some people would stay on, and some people would stay on pal talk some would stay here some would, and, and it got to the where it was too diversified it was too big of a pain in the ass so we we don't open the chat room on youtube i mean on on pal talk anymore so most of the people come to my messenger michelle deroche who's our manager of the station she bitches because she wants y'all to come into one of the youtube chats or the facebook chats and use it like that but y'all still like to use the messenger <coughs> which is fine by me but she don't like it she likes to see y'all she wants to be able to answer the question too mm-hmm well, and some of them, thing. so Facebook doesn't always show, um, you know, if I'm not logged into my Hello. Facebook group page, it doesn't always show the chats that people, they don't come through on our, on our. Yeah, um, it's weird. It does that sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes I see people, sometimes I don't. Hey, Raymond. Uh, it's a really weird thing the way it does. Uh, and sometimes like the Facebook pages are busier than other times, just like the YouTube. Oh, no. Mike, nobody listens to us on YouTube. YouTube is, we only, you know what we keep YouTube for? You want to be totally honest? There are, I mean, we do have some listeners over there, but it's, it, we use it as a backup for our video feeds. That's, we have two of them over there, and they're, they're really using it for the backups. Yeah. So in case something goes madly wrong somewhere or something blows up or something, we use them as a backup for our video feeds. Yep. That's what we use them for. Uh, we, we had one really good monetized, United Public Page was doing great, was making all kind of good money. And then one day they said, oh, well, your player ran over like four times, so we got to ban you from ever using, you know, from ever using it again. I'm like what? I still don't know what the hell they would talk about. I wrote to them a dozen times, called them. Nobody would ever tell me what the hell it was. So uh, I filed a suit on them for uh, stealing intellectual property. Oh no, that's still going. That's going to be probably another two years. Yeah. Well, we'll get something out of it eventually. They'll settle. I swear. I, I think everyone does that to our station because. You, you know, and it happens so often. People say, no, 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 you know, it's it's just based on current events of the world and blah, blah, blah. No. So you'll see unique stuff posted or that hosts have on on our channel, you know, our station. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden, like a month later, people start spitting that out in the exact order. Okay. It's, I mean, yes. Like, it is we're weird all because uh, a bunch of what? mixed nuts, but <laughs> well, no, we we have a good lineup amongst the networks and the hosts. In the old days, when we only did when we first started station, we only did UFO stuff. Anybody who was anybody follows, including coast to coast. You could go on there, and and my show, 
every show, every week show I had on UFO on the cover was on them that week, but not just us. Some of our other hosts, like the Ida the Sky host, and she was D Andrew with a couple of the other ones. Uh, they followed those shows because we were we were seven different shows, seven main UFO shows with the rest of the network, but those shows were being followed because. They were good. They got talked about a lot. The guests really liked them. The audience was really good. See, it's a little different now. We lost something with the new stuff. So in the old days, people got to come. Did it drop me? What the hell happened? Uh oh. I think you. I haven't touched it. <laughs> we lost Joe. Can you hear me, Joe? No. Yes. Okay. I can hear you. I, there we go. <laughs> obviously, I bumped something. I don't know, people. I bumped something. I'm not sure what the hell I bumped. Um, I could hear you. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I touched something. I was like, okay, where did I go? Where did I go? Where did I go? What was I saying before we got bumped? Something about the old days. I know that. People Probably say something old you days. were supposed to be saying. That's why you got bumped. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> oh, man. So when I say so, old days, I mean before the days of dust. Uh, what? Yes. I was just thinking, it's funny you should mention that because I was just thinking of all the times, you know, I've I've watched your show and, and I've heard about the beginnings of ICAR and, and UPRN and, and such. I was thinking I've never, I don't know why this hasn't come up. You know, I've, I've you've shared um abduction stories from like 20 years ago and things like that but what about the very young joe what do you mean they're very like, young <laughs> like like before dust literally so so i was thinking about that have you had experiences you, you know from what age what what age did you become um even interested in in ufo research and such Oh, I was old. I was like, you know, for me, it was different because um, there wasn't anybody like me out there to inform people on, on what to look for. So it was strange. I used to have a lot of weird abilities when I was young. I was very telepathic, very empathic. Um, had a couple other things that I found a little strange. I always knew who was coming to the house. I always knew who was knocking on the door. I always knew who was on a telephone. Uh, it was just you know, but most of my family was like that. So I never really thought about it. My mom, we, we'd be going somewhere. Oh, and she, you know, somebody would be doing, she said, we got to go back home. Uh, grandma did this. Grandma did that. We didn't have cell phones back then. I'm thinking, okay, we okay. get back. She did exactly what she said. Uh, then somebody would be knocking at the door. Oh, it's the guy bringing this or bringing that. Go get it. And I was like, that's who it was. And, or my favorite was, and what, what, what were you doing at that little girl's house the other day, Joe? I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, because I'm like, I'm like nine at this time, you're nine or ten. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, you and your little friend such and such went over and, and it went and visited at Luger. What were y'all doing? Anything I need to know about? I'm like, Mom, <laughs> really that's how I was. I'm like, wow, we <laughs> somebody watching TV. I was like, oh my God. You know, yeah, I had no idea what she was thinking about back then. I was, people I still know. I do that to my son that. now. Jesus. <laughs> now when I got to be older, 15, 16, I'd love this. I'd be getting ready to go somewhere. And she said, mm -hmm. remember, I know what you're doing, boy. I'm like, no, you don't. She said, mm -hmm. just, just keep it up. I know what you're doing. I was like, no way, man. 
I was like, stop it. I was like, I was like oh my God. You're, I said, mom, you're damaging me. I said, stop it. <laughs> She's like, oh no, no, no. I was like, no, yes, mom, you're damaging me. But she always knew where the hell I was. And, uh, and I'd go places with friends of mine that I know she didn't know about or didn't know who I was with. And she'd just show up there. Like if I was late or something, I'm like, how in the hell? I do that. <laughs> I'm like, how the I hell do you know where I'm at? Oh, I was like, age. then when I got older, just, just I was the know. same way with mine. Yeah, I knew where mine was. Yeah. He'd get he'd get furious, at, and I'd look at him all the time. I said, "Boy, you know anything? I don't lie to me. I don't care. There's a lot of things you can get away with, but don't lie to me, Joe. You know I'm going to know." And so he, he tries not to. He slips up every once in a while, but people. He's it's old funny, now. you know, kids nowadays they have like this life. 360 or whatever and and people there's multiple different parent apps where you can show the location you know based on your kid's phone and i'm like my kids keep trying to get me or well my sister and you know other relatives that have older kids older teenagers than mine and i'm like what do i need that for i just like i don't even need a phone i could i'll just show up wherever wherever they're at i don't need an app yeah, my, but, my, Joe was always like, "How do you know us here? What do you? How do you know?" I'm like, "Dad knows everything. Get your ass home, boy." Yep. <laughs> but did you but, have, um, I guess UFO experiences specifically? It was because um, well, those were always strange. So for me, as a young person, so. You know, where I'm living right now is in Paris. So it's just, just a weird story. I'll try to make it fast, people, because I don't want to kill a bunch of our time. But So right now I live in a place called Past Christian, Mississippi. It's on the Gulf Coast. Beautiful place. I live in Mahali Bayou on Mimosa Street. It's a beautiful area to live in. So about 175 yards from where I live to the, what would that be, the um, southwest, my family almost drowned. Me, my mom, my dad. Okay, so it's Hurricane Camille. I'm sorry, Terry King, Betsy. And uh, we got a camp in past Christian Isles, which is about, I don't know, quarter mile from where I'm at right now, give or take half mile, probably a quarter mile. So we stayed there, stayed too long. Uh, we had a big, huge white Cadillac. So we're trying to get out. Well, we get up on the road to get up on the bridge and a wave comes in and just sweeps the car, it was taking the car out into the bay, into the Gulf. So we, you know, I, I could hear the panic in my dad's. And I was only like five. But I could hear the panic in my dad's voice. And I was like, oh, shit. And my mom was already deathly scared of water to start off with. So you could feel the car it's starting to flip. It's it's kind of arcing because the wave's pushing it. And then all of a sudden, you just, you just get thrown back down. And I was like, what? There's no water in the car yet at all. I'm like, what the hell? We caught a chain link fence wrapped around the exhaust of the car as it was being pushed into the gulf. So the fence actually wow. sits where the beach was. So I was like... I didn't know what it was at the time. I had no idea. I just knew the car was stopped. So my dad got out of the car. Uh, the car started to fill it with water. And it was weird because, you know, you had to get those lights in the door. The water was above those lights, but they were still on. You could see the white and yellow, white and red light in the water. It was just weird. So my dad put my mom out on top of the car, and he put me out on top of the car. He said, look, I'm going to be right back. I got to go get some help. There's no way I can take both of y'all. Because my mom, you know, she was just, I'm sure she was just oh, freaking wow. out. So um, we sat there. And I, I couldn't tell you how long it was. My mom swears it was forever. I, I really just don't know. And then all I remember is I looked up and I see my dad and two other men kind of half swimming. The water was about uh, eyeball high. And I remember taking it back. And I remember waking up to some stupid cartoons on a TV show on somebody's couch. I had no idea where the hell I was. 
And so it's just weird. It's, it's so close. Well, if you go 200 yards to the left of there, we're sitting out there one night on the beach. My son goes, oh, my bug-eyed friends are coming. And I look over and I'm like, what? I just, I just, right there, I was like, what? And we look back and you can see this thing lifting out of the water. Water's just rolling over it. And uh, it's, it's just so freaky. And it just kind of sat over the thing glowing white for a few minutes. And then it just started, it didn't tilt. It just started moving towards us. It comes over us and there was two state troopers running a radar trap right there. And it sat over the state troopers for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And uh, so I'm watching all of this. I'm, I'm freaking out watching all this. My cam- I got my camera in my hand. I ain't doing diddly squat. And, um, one of them high uh, video recorders. It ain't, oh, it's getting its fuzz. I can tell when I come watching it. And uh, so stupid me, I go running over there. Oh, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? I get over there and, and the cop freaks when he sees me. He's going for his gun. I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm about to die. And I said, did you see what happened? He said, and he looked at his friend, he looked back at me. He said, um, we can't talk about this, man. Dude, nobody, nobody, we can't talk about this. And they both said that for about 20 minutes. I said, well, okay. I just want to get y'all's names for later in the future if there's ever a problem. I said, I'll give you mine. And um, they left, went their ways, and I left and went my way. Didn't really notice it until we got back to the house in New Orleans. It was daylight when we got home. Now, we'd only left. And New Orleans is an hour drive from where we are right now. That's it. It's an hour drive. So we left the house I think it was like 5.30, maybe 4.30. It was just starting to get dark outside. And uh, we got up here. It was dark. And it's one of our favorite places to go sit it's right across the street from where we live now. <laughs> and we got home, and it's, it's daylight. That That's almost, I think it was at least 12 hours, maybe 14 hours, just gone. So I called the trooper because I had his number. And I explained. I said, did, did you? And he said, I do. He said, my partner is freaking out. He said he wants to go see a psychiatrist. I said, for what? I said, I said, look, I can tell you what happened. I said, you ain't going to like it. And him and I talked for, I don't know, six, seven, eight hours. Uh, off and on, we'd get off, he'd get off, he'd come back, and we'd get back on, and we'd talk, and his friend get in a conversation with three-way. And uh, we talked and talked about it, and then finally we all three came to the same conclusion. Do we really want to know what the happened? <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, Linda's just, she's off in a whole nother world. She's like, I'm going to go kick some aliens ass or something. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, but it was insane. And it was a freaky thing. It's not even close at first time, but when I was a little kid, all I remember is bits, glimpses, pieces, strange lights, weird things going on. Like when I was young, my grandpa used to come throw a, a rock at my window because we bought some property on the North shore and we used to go over there, you know, he'd come by like 5.30 in the morning, wake me up, and we'd go work on a farm all day. And then come back, come back home. There's a couple of times I was sitting up waiting for him because, you know, I was hyper. And I'd see like white lights and I'd run out on the porch because I'm thinking, oh, it's his truck. And it's something in the sky going by. And um, it was the, and then I was really fascinated with UFOs. I remember when the, um, the, hint, the boys in Pascagoula got picked up. A couple of days later, about a week later, the military starts putting pink and blue and green clouds in the sky, trying to attract UFOs. I was thinking, wait, what? And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm about 11 at this point, but still it never really dawned on me. And then all of a sudden I'm in the service 
and I'm talking to these guys flying these jets because that's what I used to do as an air dam. Um, aviation electronics specialist, first class. I, I was advanced electronics is what I was. So I um, I got to work everyone in the ship. But anyway, I talked to these pilots. These pilots would tell me shit that would curl a hair in the back of your neck. I mean, close encounters, you know, things that you like. The guy, one guy, I remember this this F-18 pilot, him and I are talking. He said, Joe, I'm cruising. He said, I'm about Mach 1.5. I'm wide open. I got my weapons hot. I'm headed right for this thing. He said, and all of a sudden, it just jumped right really close in front of me. He said, it was nothing I could do. I couldn't even pull up. And I re- remember going right through it. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it was a hologram. He said, then it took off and it left a weight that pushed me almost, almost flipped my plane over. He said, I didn't wow. even know what to think. He said, it was like it phased out for a minute and came back. These pilots used to have stories about different kind of UFOs they saw. And even then, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and even when I was in my teens, I had a couple of uh, a couple of girls I was I knew or were dating that told me they had had weird alien experiences. I was like, whatever. And um, and then I was I had got a career going, and uh, man, people would come in and, and I, you know, they'd like when I was supervising or when I was training manager, they'd come in and out of the blue they'd just tell me all kind of shit about their lives and how this they thought this might be. I mean, they didn't know me from being. You know, I'm the guy standing there at the looking at the guy in the register, going, "What the hell's going on?" And they're just pouring it out. And then, then some people I knew told me some stuff, which kind of weirded me out. My dentist, who was a very popular, very wealthy woman, I was like, "What?" While I was sitting in the chair, she told me this. She said, "Oh, I'm gonna freak you out," and I was, I was just kind of like. And then um, I was at a party with a friend of mine. I was, I was 19, I think, at the time. His mom is a local politician, importantly. She comes down, sits down by me. She had a little bud. She puts her arm around. She starts talking to me. And um, she starts telling me about this alien abduction. And by this point, I've had 100 women or so and about 10 guys tell me this kind of stuff. I'm barely 20. Still haven't met my wife yet. I was kind of like, and I was like, what the hell? And then I said, okay. I said, okay. We're going to find out what the bleep is going Because I didn't believe it. I really thought all these people should go get tested. There was something wrong with them. There was really something really bad. Even though I was very gifted and I had a lot of abilities I couldn't explain, I still didn't believe it. And, How old uh, were you at that time? 19. Okay. So I joined MUFON. Then I met Linda and she joined MUFON. And uh, we start researching all over the effing place. You get hold to it. I got hold. I got hold to some other researchers and move on. We found every abduction case we could find worldwide. It came out to about five thousand. It took us a year to find them all. And uh, we did a comparison study. Abduction criteria is what we call it today. And we went through it to find the similarities in these cases. And we, we went through all the cases. And so we found out what we maybe what could be a legit case and what could not be a legit case. But even then, still then, I'm thinking this must be some kind of psychological thing. And at least now we've isolated these kind of people uh, are the ones doing it. Well, when I say that, there's no kind of people, politicians, lawyers, dentists, policemen, bums in the street, prisoners. It doesn't make a difference. They're in every walk of life. And it does seem to be a nice even spread. Uh, so at this point, I'm kind of like, damn, this is, this is just hard to ignore. And then Gulf Breeze, Florida comes along. We were going on vacation. We had a 12-day vacation plan, just 
cruising down the coast of Florida, the Panhandle. We were going to go to a few whole different hotels, go to a few different beaches, and just spend. We'd been working our asses off, <clears throat> just spend the next twelve days going down the beach. So we get there. The first night we're there, we meet the team from Unsolved Mysteries. They're staying at the Sand Dunes Hotel where we're staying. Uh, they had the suite across from us. So we get to talking, and I had told the guy about some stuff we'd seen. He's telling us some stuff, and they said we're down for this. They say this this ship keeps coming through. So we we go out with them that night, <clears throat> and there's a fishing pier next to the two bridges. We're sitting on this fishing pier. All of a sudden, you see this green light off under in the bay, just cruising. Like, what the hell is this thing? It changes colors. It goes underneath the railroad bridge, comes under the fishing pier, goes under. Wait, let me get that. I got that backwards. It goes under the fishing pier, under the car bridge, and then under the railroads. And then it gets out past it about 150 yards and it stops. No. Nope. We're, like, <laughs> we're like, okay. And now, ever yet, remember, we got new film crews out there. Everybody who's there is there for this event. It's about 400 people. The mayor's out there. There's all wow. kind of policemen out there. I mean, this is a big event. And, uh, so we're all watching this, and then this thing just slowly comes out of the water. It starts looking like it's like liquid gold running off of it, like just gold droplets dropping off in the water. And we're just watching. Everybody's just – and it's completely deathly quiet. For some reason, you don't see any cars crossing the bridge. You don't see anything. And um, it's just – and it just – poof, it's gone. Everybody's like, what the fuck? I mean, everybody's – so everybody's looking at nobody got any pictures. Just funny as hell. It looked like one guy got some kind of thing as it puffed, but uh, other than that, there was no lot. There was a lot of audio, mind you, that was shh. And um, yeah, it, so it was crazy. So the guy who runs the the um, Golf Breeze Journal was out there. He's just writing away and writing away. So I said, "Well, it was a great fun experience. I'm on my way." So we go check into the hotel at Opal Beach. Uh, we pull in, we booked a place for, I think it was like nine or 10 days. I think it was 10 days. And, um, we got, we, you know, and I said, okay, we, we bought a bunch of stuff and we're staying there. My car's parked there. So we check into the hotel. We had the kid with us. We go out on the beach that night. We're out just catching crabs. And, uh, Joe's walking around between him, between Linda and I, probably about 10, 15 feet away. So Linda out there in the water with him, dolphin came by and bumped her, scared the crap out of her. Um, so she's, she's getting farther out and they're walking. So they're about, at this point, they're, I don't know, 30 or 40 feet away from it. The light got really brilliant in the water, like like somebody had dropped some kind of flare. It was just really, really brilliant. And at that point, we don't remember anything. Now, since then, we've actually recovered a lot of memories. But um, I still remember this. It's so weird. So... The morning, I get up that morning. I think it's the morning. I get up, I walk into the hotel place. I said, you know what? We had such a good time last night. We're just going to go ahead and, and take the other two-day deal and stay an extra two days. And, you know, and that way, you know, eight or nine days from then, the, the girl just looked at me like, where have you been? I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, they've been in your room every day. No one stayed in your bed. They've, you know, the room service has been there every day. Uh, the maid service. She said, your car hasn't moved. She said, I'll show you the video. She said, you, you, no one has come in or out of your room since the day you checked in. And this is day 10. So this is the day they would have been throwing us out. And uh, I was like, what? And really, I think this, I, I'm, I'm kind of giving this girl a hard time now because I just think she's just effing with me. I mean, that's what I really did. So I, I, I walked back. So I said, well, here, let me pay you for the next two days. 
she said, but she said, can I talk to you more? I said, yes, but let me, let me go. So I, I walked back to the hotel room, I flip on the TV and sure enough, it's 10 going on 11 days. I'm like, what? I mean, I, I was, I just didn't know what to think about. It. So I said, well, maybe we just were doing stuff so much that we forgot. I checked all my cash. I hadn't spent any cash at all. None of my credit cards had any, any cash. Well, I mean, that's, my, that's good at least. It's <laughs> all day vacation. My, my car, my <laughs> car was sitting exactly where I left it. The same amount of gas was in it. Mileage was the same. And I'm thinking, what the hell just happened? That, that was it for me. I, I, I got so deep in investigation like that. There's several times in the early days, I'm lucky I didn't get divorced at all. It's later on, but you know, still it's, uh, so let me ask you this. Now that I've remembered a lot of my experiences of missing time as well and hearing other stories like yours, do you think that you were actually take like physically taken somewhere for those 10 days? Or do you think that you were interacting with these beings in a different dimension for 10 days. Well, it could have been both. So I'll, I'll tell you some, well, oh wait, I left out something from that night anyway. So while we were out there, we were standing on the beach talking and it was two guys, a big, long, big pier out there, one of them public piers. And it was two guys standing on the end of the pier. This is how this all started, by the way. We were watching these guys and it was like, looked like somebody took a big glow stick and threw it out in the water, one of them green ones that was bobbing. But it was right under the water. It wasn't bobbing over the, out of the water. It was just bobbing. I was like, what the hell is that? It must be weighted. And we're watching it bobbing as it gets closer to pure. All of a sudden, these two guys just panic, start screaming, and just haul ass off the pier. That's when the light came, and that's when we, we, we didn't remember anything until under hypnosis. And then it didn't even take much. After the first hypnosis, the stuff just started pouring out of our heads. Uh, but still, so what really happened that night was we were standing on the beach. She came walking back up. When we seen the guys, the uh, it looked like a, like a door just opened up. And I still remember this. They grabbed Linda and the kid. And I went to run. And when I did, I, I remember there was four or five guys. They were military. They weren't they weren't aliens. They were in black black shoes, black pants, black duckbill hat. They were standing. And I was special forces. I, I lost my cool. I was, I was knocking people down, rolling people over, kicking people. I was really, I was putting up a serious fight. I was not going without a fight. And I just remember collapsing, which means somebody used some type of drug. I just, I just went. And I, and I remember being weighted down. And then I remember waking up, sitting in a chair, and Linda was sitting there, and little Joe was sitting across from us, but he was kind of out of it. And I remember looking up, and there was a room with a bunch of people in it in the line, and the two guys we had seen in the pier were in the line. And um, I remember the redheaded doctor. They where they had they had this. It's a chamber. It had eight seats in it. They were typical for gynecological exams, the stirrups, the whole nine yards. And uh, I remember that whole scene and the eight women that were in there. I still can remember the eight women's faces, which, by the way, I have met six of. And if you count Linda, seven oh, wow. of. So it's really strange um, how that worked out. I guess it just stayed in my head. Or maybe there was some kind of weird connection. But uh, regardless, uh, I still remember that. And then I remember we were standing there. And this five foot gray was standing there and these other two aliens walked in and like they were scared of the gray, which, you know, I was always taught that the grays were subservient to the other races. Come to find out that is not true. That was some old wives tale of some bullshit. 
Um, that wasn't even close to true. These guys were horrified of this gray. Like they could melt their brains if they, they got too crazy. So anyway, it was a strange thing. And then the more we delved into it, the more we found out. And then there came a point where we didn't want to know anymore. And there's been a couple of times over the years when weird, crazy shit has happened to us where we went to a point and then after that point, we didn't want to know anymore. Uh, there's been a couple of times out in the Honey Island Swamp on the NASA base. Um, yes, and, and being on NASA base is asking for trouble, but um, sometimes it's uh, we brought 15 people out there one night from different parts of the country because they were work down here working for Katrina. And all everybody saw the same thing. We even got some videotape of that. We got we got what looked to be an SR, an S, not an SR-71, a 3B, a TR-3B cruising along. And it looked like there was some type of silver saucer fa- falling behind it. And behind that were two F-18s and an F-16 escorting it. They were bringing it on a NASA base because that's where we were. We were deep inside of NASA, about 12 miles in the swamp. And um, they don't expect anybody to be back there at 3 in the morning. And we were out there right. looking for ships is what we were doing. And we just happened to catch it. I still remember Canuck. He's from somewhere up north in Canada. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> That's all he said for like 25 minutes. And uh, that was strange. And then we left. Three of us left. We were going to go catch up with the group. We left. We get in the car. I told Jason, my friend, Jason, why don't you drive? I'm tired. And uh, and I said, no, better not. You don't know where you're at. So I'm cruising. I said, Justin, where's the exit? Somehow or another. We went past the exit, came back past the exit, and we're going back past the exit again. I, I don't even explain to you what the hell was going on there. It was yeah. a very strange. It was a very strange experience. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I've done so many cases where, especially with females who have been put on display at military groups for different reasons. I was just about to say that. I was going to say one of my – and I've had – over the last 10 years, maybe tons of memories come back, you know, that, that were repressed. But one, from the time I was probably, uh, probably 18, probably when I went to college, uh, to like 25, I had this memory and I'm like, it was so real to me. I know it wasn't a dream. I know this actually happened, but I was like all of a sudden taken from my room and I was in the middle of it. Well, let's see what, what wars would we have been in back? They would have been like, um, after nine 11 and, and, um, so it would have been Iraq, Afghanistan, places like that. But I was in the middle of a war zone basically with us Marines. And I specifically remember it. And here I am like in my pajamas when everybody else is in, you know, complete <laughs> soldier, <laughs> like military uniforms. But we're like in this desert type area in another country. And I'm terrified. And I kept having that. That was one of the first things that I, I thought I was going crazy because, you know, at that time, I still I had no interest. I being abducted or something like that, even by the government was literally the last thing on my mind. I had no interest in anything like that. No, you know, I, was, that. I was like a freshman, freshman in college. And um, that's, that's the last part. I mean, I was terrified and I was like trying to beat these people off of me. And I was, I was the only girl, of course. And there's, there's all these soldiers and literally 
Hey, 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 remember, this is a only a PG-17 rated show. <laughs> yes, I have nothing against old. No, no, no. But, but I mean, I was confused as to why. Like, it was the middle of a firefight, basically. But here I am, like, dropped there in my PJs, you know, <laughs> like, at nighttime. Good right? to call There's, neutral like, observers. Mortars, mortars going off and stuff in, in the background. You know what I mean? And it was so... Uh, I was like, no, no, that, but why would I have dreamt that or thought, I, I always thought that back then until obviously now that I know that whole process, you know, um, and I was terrified and they're just looking at me like, this is normal. Like this girl's dropped in here from yeah, like, if it's a, if it's a, <laughs> it's a, if it's a mill crew, they would think that anyway. I mean, it's weird. Over the years, I've, I've made contacts with people who do military abductions on them. And still to this day, I get phone calls and letters because uh, people always think I'm in charge of them. I'm like, I'm not. It all started on a night on coast to coast. I was on coast to coast one night and some guy called and he said, well, I, I need to talk to Joe. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't, he got off the subject. And I was like, wait, he's on one talk about military abductions. I said, he said, I heard you and Melinda Leslie a couple of months back on the show talking about it. I said, yeah. He said, Joe, we all know you're the guy in charge. Stop it. I said, I'm not in charge. I said, do you realize how much money I'd have if I was the guy running the military? I said, I'd have a big old 55,000 square foot house. I'd have I'd have servants all over the place. I'd be catered everything. He said, no, you can't be like, I said, oh, yeah, I would be, man, because I'd be like an equal to a general at least. I'm like, no, don't stop putting that on me. Well, I I've seen you make him stop before. I said, well, that's that's. That's only partially true. You can always request it or you can always, I always tell contactees to do the same thing. If you're seriously having a problem and you really are a contactee, ask the alien to abduct you to please get rid of the military abductions. And guess what? They usually will. Yeah. They don't yeah. want, they don't want, they don't want to see harm brought to their abductees. If any harm is going to be done to their abductees, it's going to come from them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's how that shit works. And that's yeah. really only from about age 14 to about age 29, 28, 29. Or 40, like me. Well, no, so the, 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 the funky stuff usually happens from puberty to right around 30. Now, there's all kind of other stuff that goes on after 30, but it's, it, it's different for different people and whatever the program may be for that person or whatever the interest that person. See, the bad part is for a lot of contactees is they forget They'll be on the craft and they'll be, oh, yeah, okay. And they start working deals or, they, or they've gotten unscared enough that they, they want to walk around the ship or they want to talk to other people who are scared of stuff like that, keepers and things like that. And so, you know, you get useful. So you get abducted more. <laughs> I'm just yes. saying you might want yeah. to think about that. But and something else, ladies and gentlemen, while we're on this subject, for anybody who thinks they're an alien contactee, I'll give you two simple pieces of advice. One, don't go public. Two, don't get hypnotized. And the reason why is, is, is once you get hypnotized, you can't put the, the bitch back in the box. I'm just telling you now. Uh, anybody who's ever lived with a bitch understands what I'm saying. You can't put the bitch backs in the box. So it's, you, you can't do it. It's, it's just not something you can do. You'll, you can't forget their memories. They're stuck in your head for life now. I, mean, I had never and, been hypnotized, but they led me a higher, I don't know, uh, being then the like then the military and whatever had been happening to me led me to uh, get my hypnosis certification, my clinical hypnosis mm. certification. So I would realize what was happening to me, probably mm -hmm. to protect myself. They're they're probably like, she's just gonna let them kill her. 
<laughs> well, that's good to know. It's good to know about the hypnosis, because especially if you need to be hypnotized or if you're going to hypnotize, it's just it's just good to know about it all the way around. It's uh, and then of course, if you go public, ladies and gentlemen, and you're somebody who can go public that may have, you know, maybe you've seen operations of a ship, or or maybe you've been in certain parts of the ship that the government might be interested, or maybe you've heard about programs you think to go. You're getting millab. Okay, I'm just telling you now. You go on coast to coast and you start running your mouth about, oh, I did this, I did that. They're coming for your ass, and there's nothing nobody can do about it. Uh, now, the alien might get pissed off and do something about it later on, but at that point, you're getting taken. That's just the end of that. Uh, I tell people all the time, be very sure. Because some of these people, what kills me about some of these people are, is they're not really abductees. They think they are. And then they go run their mouth about all this crazy story, and then they get milled, and then they're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, and yeah. then the government finds out it's not true, and then you know, no tell them, government just dropped you in a ditch somewhere. Um, it's, it happens, people. Uh, you can't That's, go yeah, around running and saying what happened to yourself. Besides, well, people think you're crazy anyway. And and for me, it was. I'm even the same way with with groups that want to. They're like, I want to be abducted by by whoever you know, military or whoever. I want to um, go find these, and I'm like, okay, yeah, listen, fun. like that's basically whether you're going out looking at the night sky and trying to, you know, contact aliens and extraterrestrials, or if you're going to to the ocean, it doesn't matter. That's the same as like you don't know what's in that forest. You don't know what's in that ocean for that matter. Like we haven't even discovered, you know, or explored half of the ocean for that matter. So just imagine something from all of the universe coming back to <laughs> like, I I don't understand it. Not the only, not only the good ones are going to come, you know, it's the same well. with paranormal. You shouldn't give me trouble because I'm Bob and I will come for your ass in the middle of the night. Bob, bad. Bob but that's is bad. what I'm saying. He's, he's like, if, if, if you go, you know, just call out to, it, same with people trying to find Bigfoot, and then they, they draw in a grizzly bear and they're like, oh shit, like how'd that happen? Well, we didn't expect, oh, okay, it's, it's the forest, people. Like, we, <laughs> it's the forest. It's not what? just. So it's dangerous, you know? Oh, who has? Yeah, no, really? No, that's a real alien skull. They, they gave me that to prove that they were real. Yes, they did. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a real skull. Come by and see it. I got, I, you know what? I got some really good land for sale, too, if you come by. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't mind the water on top of it right now, but it's, it's good. <laughs> that is a replica. <sighs> okay, I don't know. Real quick, um, what's his name? Lloyd Pye. I met Lloyd Pye a long time ago. He's a local New Orleanian. He was living in Pensacola. Lloyd Pye is the one who had the alien star child skull. So he calls me up one night because I'm, I'm trying to get an interview with him. Well, I'd already talked to him on air a few times, but I was trying to get to see the alien skull. So he calls me up one night. He said, take me to dinner at this Thai restaurant and uh, I'll bring the skull with me. So he, he brings the replica of the skull the first time. And uh, I guess because we're in a restaurant. And I'm looking at this thing. It's way bigger than our skulls. Way, way bigger. It's way different shape. And it doesn't look like a mutation. It doesn't look like anything odd on it. It looks like this is, you know, it's all uniform. It looks like the way it should look, like any skull would look uh, that didn't have defects. So we talked about it in great detail. We talked about it in many shows. So then 
we go, I forgot where we were. Uh, oh, we were at a conference and uh, we were out having dinner. He breaks out the real one. So this thing, this skull is, I'm not kidding y'all guys. It's about, it's about yay big, about yay big. I pick it up. It feels like it weighs, I don't know, four ounces. And you can see these weird honeycombs in it. And he said, go ahead and hit it. I said, no, I'll break it. He said, go ahead and bang it on the table. This shit is like super strong. They, the guy who, the, the couple of people who did the, the DNA studies on it, they said they actually had to get a little uh, power chisel to get a piece off to actually do the DNA. All wow. it came back was is that the mother was human and the, the other, the father's DNA was uncomparable or they couldn't tell what it was. Uh, <clears throat> at first they tried to say it was a mutation, but then there was no other weirdnesses like that in the area. Uh, other than, and it, you know, so recently they had done another DNA study on it and it doesn't appear that the father is, has any genome ties to anything known on the planet at this time. Maybe it was a hybrid. Maybe it was like Lillian Hetrell's uh, hybrid. You know, they say her daughter was a hybrid. And what's great about her daughter thing is when she wrote the book, Helen's Eyes, there's actually military and government backup to this story. Um, the FBI I was actually involved with it. So was the NSA. So, and they were actually, actually had handlers. She actually went to college. She looked different enough that even in college, people kind of, they were nice to her, but they definitely, you know, thought she was kind of something strange. Um, she was very skinny. Her arms were kind of linky. Um, eyes were a little bulged. Sounded a lot like maybe a gray. And um, it just sounded like it, you know, she was more of a hybrid. You know, that's part of the missing baby syndrome. And I'm pretty sure what the missing baby syndrome was, was they came and took the ones that were, that couldn't live here, that they were too different. Maybe their abilities were too strong. Maybe they just looked too different. I think Helen, um, Helen's daughter, I think was an experiment to see what humans would take and, and would understand. And in this case, and she just disappeared one night out of college. Nobody knows what happened to her. You know, the story is real. You can you can check it out. There was a lot of I mean, a lot of uh, of uh, ABC alphabet organizations involved, and uh, they used to bring. She had to have special food, all kind of special stuff. She had a roommate. A roommate talked about her a lot. Uh, they didn't even try to hush her up, which I thought was odd. You know, they just let her talk. I guess nobody they thought nobody was going to believe her. Uh, I introduced, I interviewed her a couple of times. She was, she was very, she was getting very old at the point. I think she was about 82, 84 at the time, but she did a really good interview and we talked a lot. And uh, I have a good sense, well, you know, voice stress and stuff, but I have a good sense when somebody's lying or telling the truth. I, I, I felt no malice from this woman in any shape, form, or fashion. She was very willing to take a polygraph or a voice stress. She had no problem with it at all. And uh, so, and she, she went and got herself a polygraph, passed two of them. So, you know, she verified it and, and the story. And, and sure enough, you know, she, all of a sudden the kid just disappeared one day. She says she knows for a fact that the aliens took her, not the, not the government. I guess they just figured she just couldn't make it here. But I think that's what happened to all those cases we we interviewed in the 90s, the late 80s, throughout the 90s, and even the early 2000s. There was just cases. <clears throat> I'd get a call from somebody who said, I, I think I had an alien abduction or something. And then you get a call like three weeks later, I'm pregnant. Okay, yeah. so you're pregnant. Okay, why are you telling me? Maybe she could tell your husband <laughs> that you're pregnant. <laughs> you don't need to be telling me. And she said, well, I've heard about these other things that have happened. 
And then all of a sudden we started getting these calls. Um, I, I got to show you something. I got to show you something. Can I meet you somewhere? Can I, you know, very cloak and dagger stuff. So we go meet them. They'd have the x-rays. They'd have the ultrasound. Uh, they have the original blood work. All showed they were pregnant. Then all of a sudden, three months in, the baby was gone. The hormones were back in check. There was no sign of any damage to the uter- uterus or anything. Yeah. It was, it was doctor, all the doctors said that they couldn't understand it because I tried at first they tried to say it was spontaneous uh, uh, abortion, and yeah. um, but it wasn't. They the also babies- call it a what, what did they tell me one time? Uh, phantom. Yeah, I've heard of you, something else called it that too, but the problem even, is, is, even when there was already, you know, an ultrasound and stuff to begin with, they doctors told me that my body spontaneously absorbed the embryo because it wasn't and, actually. And that is something that does happen, but anytime well, right. that all your hormones. I mean, well, you can tell. I mean, as a woman, you know, I mean, you're going to know your hormones better than anybody else, but. So, you know, I've been around enough pregnant women to know that, you know, at three months, your hormones are going in all kinds of different directions. There's a lot of stuff going on there. You know, there's a lot of other emotions going on just besides the pregnancy. And then all of a sudden, it's not there anymore. And, and the thing yeah. of it is, it's just nothing. Um, I remember the first ultrasound. I still remember this doctor. I went with her to the doctor. Uh, they were talking. He she goes, well, this is the original ultrasound and this is the original x-ray. And why they did an x-ray on a baby, I'm still trying to figure out. But um, I was like, what the hell? And he's like, it was definitely there. He said, I don't know what to tell you. He said, he said I would say it was spontaneous abortion or something like that, some kind of spontaneous. But she said, the problem is, is I, mar- I, I took your blood. Your blood says you were never pregnant. There was ne- never a baby here. Your, all your hormones are in check. Nothing's out of balance. Uh, I see nothing, no attachment marks to the to the uterus. She said, I, I, can't, I can't find anything. And, you know, the doctor was just, just telling her, and she didn't know what to say because, you know, the baby was just gone, and she, she was just like, you know, she's very emotional. But, I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, it's gone, it's gone. It's not, there's nothing you can do about it. So we started saying, well, look, if you think – this had something to do with aliens. And next time you think you're being taken, ask. Just put it in your head. Well, so the last time I had, I had twins taken, uh, it was, gosh, 2018, maybe? No, 19, sorry. I was only, I was only like seven then. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at three months, the night before... I kept writing like I was doing automatic writing, you know, and it kept saying, steal, protect yourself. And I'm like, what does that mean? And um, I thought that, and then all of a sudden there's this big flash in my window and, you know, I, I woke up the next morning and I, and I wasn't pregnant, but they told me during what, when they took me, they said, and this was a very, I, well, I don't want to say pleasant because they're taking my children, right? But this was, and I had a pre premonition of this months before I was ever even pregnant. I had a dream that this beautiful, like, I would say Nordic because she was she was tall, had like a bluish face, uh, very pretty, 
Um, and she's explaining to me why, you know, my babies are really, and she, and they told me if they had not taken them, they would have been taken by humans, which could be true. You know, it could have been that the military or whoever could have taken them later anyways. And some of those were much less pleasant experiences. So, um, but again, any time that happened, if it was a hybrid situa situation, they communicated with me, the, the fetus did. It, it got to where, and it seemed like they grew so much faster than a human baby. Well, that's, that's something else like they talk about. In that's, dog that's... times, you know, like like a dog's yeah. only pregnant for what? like Well, eight, eight weeks. A few months or something, yeah. yeah. 12 weeks, I can't remember. I think it's only but eight weeks. they were weeks, bigger but... than they should have been at that, you know, at three months. And they're so much more advanced, like they communicating with me. Well, we, we have had so many stories of um, people seeing their babies aboard the ships and shit like that. And, um, you know, they notify them and then the baby starts to grow and, and they allow them to see the, the children on, on board the ship. They can't come here. Um, they talk about that all the time, but eventually those children are shipped off somewhere else. I don't think they want them spending too much time with the original parent. Uh, so eventually they ship them off somewhere, but uh, it could be food. I don't know. I don't think that's what it is though. It's an awful I, lot of work to go through for food. In um, some cases, like you said, it's, it's too hard. I've been different all my life on, you know, amongst people and um, it does, it, it gets hard, you know, it gets hard in this, in modern society and with, with social programming and, and the education system here and such when you're different like that. Um, it, many humans don't, it's uh, out of fear, I think, you know, they, they don't accept different. Uh, it's, it, uh, what was that? I think something could buy my screen a minute ago. You know, um, <laughs> wait, what is that? I like that that Nick, whatever that is. Um, Mary Lynn, who? I, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Where the hell are you from, Mary Lynn? Okay, yeah, I was looking at that comic. She just posted up there. Mine. Yeah, and then, uh, well, E.T. loves us all, you know? Well, okay, let me rephrase that. E.T. loves all abductee and contactees. The rest of you poor bastards, they don't could give a good shit about <laughs> Y'all like cannon fodder them. They don't care about y'all. It's about how much the Russians care about the people living in the United It's about that kind of thing. They, no, they don't care. Um, somebody asked me one time, just recently on a radio show, they go, well, Mr. Joe, actually they call him Mr. Montalda, but still, Mr. Joe, um, why do the aliens want us? What, what, what are they here for? I'm like, that's a lot of questions. Start, they just started ramming on off of questions. But I'm like, look, he said, why don't the aliens show themselves? I don't understand. Why don't they just disclose? I said, they have disclosed. They're like, no, they, they do haven't. all I said, the time. <laughs> I, said, I said, first off, the damn government already knows they're here. But it, more importantly, they disclose themselves to 1.5 billion humans. They don't give a shit if the rest of y'all believe or not. They don't care. That's what y'all don't understand. As far as they're concerned, they have disclosed to everyone that they want to disclose to. That's just how it is. Their abductees and contactees are the people that they've disclosed themselves to the rest of y'all. See, I always get in trouble for this next comment. I don't think you can see an alien craft or a UFO if you haven't been taken. 
Yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, I think it's a trigger memory. And what I mean by that is it's a memory that lets you know, because not, not all contactees in Bucky see them anyway, but only a handful do. But the reason is, is so let's say you said something on board the ship or you showed a general interest or lack of fear, then they want you to work. And if you're willing to work along the project and help them out, then they're going to, they're going to keep you there. And that's when you see them, you'll see them. Well, you'll see like a UFO or you might see other things. Um, in the old days, people would see like owls and deers. Those were trigger memories. We used to think they were cover memories and we were wrong. It's one of the things, at least iCard checks itself and changes things when they know they were wrong. They weren't cover memories. They were trigger memories. It was let the individual know that something very strange just happened to them and they should think about it and work it out. And when you work the memory out that way, and when, it, when memory comes back full, you retain that memory. They can't wipe it out again. Uh, it's just a memory that'll stay in your head, you know, and it helps you every time you're on board the ship when you're dealing with anything. Because they do, there is an age probably, probably in the early 30s, maybe mid-30s, where they're not really doing harmful experience, experiments to you. They do things that will aggravate the crap out of you, but or they like to see you in awkward situations sometimes. But um, they're not doing any more of the medical stuff as much. They, they really are more interested in who you are and how you can help out. And just because they got you helping out does not mean they might not irritate the shit out of you some days because they are aliens now, and they think different. I will say this, and I used to think it was like Milaps, but but there is one species, and, and I didn't realize this until, um, you know, you, actually you told me one time, you're like, well, if something stopped like mid abduction or whatever it's because something bigger was protecting you as in me um so when so what used to happen to me even even in my 30s you know um there was one that i that was their their agenda was to invoke fear in me like extreme fear because they feed off of they literally Shit, they were probably invoking of... fear in you because it was funny. Uh, you gotta oh. remember, they do have a sense, you know, you know how you scare little kids sometimes, or you do something like right. that, right? They, you gotta remember, as far like as they're a... concerned, we're little kids. Well, and that's the thing, you know, I have such a strong energy, good, bad, or otherwise, whether I'm happy, sad, angry, scared, whatever, that it, it probably, if I was if something was feeding off of that fear, like quite literally, and people ask, you know, how that can happen, well that's adrenaline that's that's an actual you know energy is very powerful whether whether negative or positive so so that kept happening i mean and it was it was ter- like terrible 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 and um, i like crack to them exactly and and then it got to where it was so often so often through and i really attribute that to like numerous heart attacks i had because i was you know <laughs> unless they were trying to kill me but they, but i don't think they were nah, they want to kill like, you'd be dead so you gotta worry about right, that right i think they're like oh we'll but they had it's like now. the crackheads like they had to slow them down and be like okay idiots if you kill her then you can't you don't get any more of that drug so right. <laughs> uh, it, it's weird you know experiences are weird and sometimes they do things they do it in such a way that we never really get what they're really doing or what they're really after. And sometimes I think they're just testing us in ways that they're hoping something else will come out of. Uh, but you never know what it is. 
and and, and they're I not real good made. about saying, "Hey, Trish, you know, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to see what this actually does to you. Uh, just hang on. We're not really trying to be mean to you, but you know, this this is what we're thinking, and uh, this is what's going to happen." But they just—that's just one of them things. I literally felt like the goat in Jurassic Park that they just tie there to a pole in the middle of the storm and wait to draw out, you know, Tyro Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever, like. <laughs> Oh, Dean, you watching this on Roku? Well, hello, look, baby, I'm looking good. How you doing there? Look at that hair, man. Yeah, oh, you no, can't touch I, that, man. You can't be touching this. No, no, you got to be serious before you be pulling on my hand. Oh, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Cost oh. money. <laughs> Somebody I... wrote to me earlier and said, I like how your hair is on one side and Trish's is on the other. I'm like, really? I didn't notice, but that's cool. <laughs> I... I was like, I was like, uh, People might tell me this weirdest shit sometimes, I swear. It's uh but I do like having messenger, I really do. It's, it's uh two of my messengers, one of them's tied to my iPhone, two of my Yahoo accounts, I mean YouTube accounts, and uh one two of my Instagram accounts. So they all go to one place. And then there's the other one. Matter of fact, the one where my hair is actually down is a whole separate messenger system. Yes, because y'all people in that account are weird. You got to keep the weirdies in one account. But that's what I was saying earlier. It's irritating because we used to have such good guests, such good questions that people would just come in and get on the mic and just talk for four or five minutes with outstanding comment or questions. And we lose that now. I mean, we can put it up in text, but it's nice to hear the person's voice unless it's one of those squeaky voices. But most people have decent voices. <laughs> like I had one girl come on one night. Look, look. Tiny little thing, cute as could be. Her voice was deeper than mine. I was like, whoa, baby, what's going on here? <laughs> Did you have an operation or something? She, she got mad at us, but it was a great, seriously, D4P. I'm telling you, she was like five foot nothing. If she was a 100 pounds, she was doing good. Mm -hmm. What can I tell you? It's, it's always fun to harass people, though. You see what it says on my thing up there about the mic? It should tell you I like to harass people. You know who I really like to harass is big companies. Oh, I love to piss their supervisors off. Just the other day, supervisor gave me a bunch of bullshit. I said, you know what? Before this conversation goes on any further and it costs you your job, I want you to go on, pick up, get on your computer and type in my name. I said, because I own a radio network that gets about 30 million listens a week. And before I start blasting everything you said to me across the world, I want you to know about it first. I said, because guarantee you with this attitude, you're going to lose your job as soon as this goes public. Oh, they come back. They're like, well, Mr. Montalto, you, sh you know, you should explain better. But no, we can work this out like this. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I bet you we can work this out like this. I got I got I got at least five people fired at T-Mobile already. And at T-Mobile, the first time we got into it, they gave me three free, gave me two free phones and three free years of service. Because they, they started, the, yeah, the Cox Cable gave me three years of service uh, over we got into I got it, went to them. And AT&T, I was surprised about the AT&T thing. I was doing a... a Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making a list for you. No, I looked. <laughs> I got I got on with them and I, and, I, and I told them what they did. And the supervisor got an attitude. So I called back, got three or four supervisors, I get an attitude. And then I publicized the whole thing on all of our places. I got a phone call from their lawyers. Ceased and assist. I said, it's their voice. It's not mine. It's not like I'm lying. And uh, I said, so there's not going to be any cease and desist. They called this one, called that one. Local PD told them to go screw themselves because Louisiana, Mississippi, by the way, has a one-state record law. 
as long as is will, as long as one of us is willing to record, we can play it. And as long as we're not slandering somebody, there's nothing they can do about it. And, uh, and since it was in their own supervisor's voices, I was just letting them speak for this. So they lost it. They tried all kind of ways for a whole year. I got lawyers, this lawyers, that. And I just I would laugh every time. I said, "Nothing you can do about it." I said, "You can take it to Louisiana Supreme Court if you want, but you're going to tell you the same thing." And I'm allowed to broadcast until it goes. What was happening was, and I didn't know it. People were calling in two, three hundred a day, saying, just giving them all kind of shit. Now telling them all kind of shit. A lot of people were dropping their accounts. They needed this to go away, and they couldn't make it go away. It's a dangerous part about the internet. Things go viral. It costs you money. And then finally, I get a phone call from an executive VP. He goes, what is this going to take? And we talked for a while. He said, that's all? I said, that's all. He said, son of a bitch, nobody asked you this before. I said, no. He said, I am firing that whole, I ain't going to say what he said. That whole, he started listing off. They, they are all gone. <laughs> I got a whole section there. He was pissed because when I told him what I wanted, you know, because of what they had done, he was just, because it was nothing. It was like $1,000 worth of crap. That was it. And uh, he was just stunned. He couldn't believe that no one had actually asked me what I wanted. I said, no, they asked me. I told them what I wanted. They just weren't going to give it to me. He said, you got to be kidding me, right? And I was like, nope. I said, a couple of them just got mad because, you know, they didn't want to give it to me. I was like, he gave it to me. He apologized and apologized. and I had the VP of Cox Cable come to, my, to the studio. He was like... What? What's going on? I showed him what was going on because we were getting two megs of internet speed. He's like, and I, and I had like six months of, of bandwidth testing. He's like, and they they, they didn't, he lost it. That's another one that fired. He fired the whole subcontractor crew, the whole bunch of them. He said, I can't. He said, how many times did you tell him? I said, well, you can see how many times I tested. I said, go to Cox, you'll find that. I said, I made over 100 calls. He was just another, he was just stunned, you know, because by this time it had gone public, even the local newspaper had picked it up and ran a story about it. Uh, they just, you know, it's stupid shit. And they just don't take into account people like me are out there that can get shit out into the public. And, you know, I have never, um, I've never done anything like that locally, but I have had so much like wrongful business interactions <laughs> with utility companies and, oh, yeah. and all kinds and of stuff like landlords everything and especially cox lately this last year oh my god i i no, can't cox. even cox can be good cox can be junk you never know what kind of cox you're getting <laughs> i mean people don't get me wrong cox was a great saying. thing for many years and then all of a sudden and I was like, okay, Cox, you and I have had it. And then and, and then it was such a simple request. And then it got crazy. And thank God. And while I was fighting with them, and wait a minute, this is even better. While I was fighting with AT&T too, I was running U-verse on the slide <laughs> while I was fighting with the company. And, uh, wow. So then at the end of the thing, I told them I wanted U-verse as part of the package for three years. So they threw it in. And uh, but then I get a phone call. You're, you're, you're U-verse's. Connect, I think connected, sir. I said, yeah, it's connected. Thank you very much. Don't screw with it. And they were so nervous on Uverse. They came around a direct line from the box to my house, which was only 100 feet away. I had the fastest internet. Wow. Anyway, that shit was smoking fast. I mean, it was all real time. It was, it was, you know, and it was all, all fiber optic. They gave me a fiber optic modem just to shut me up. Uh, I just, I just stay away from Cox. Well, sometimes you have to because sometimes they're just they're just they're <laughs> ignorant. 
how, how you said the ignorant, the ignorant people. Yes. But let me the ignorant. clarify for those who might have a different Yes, because the other words, you know, yes, because, you know, she's the, bad. You heard me have to tell her earlier. <laughs> the communications company. No, I, she I, needs to I stay away from both part. anyway. We're just gonna, <laughs> just we're just gonna go Cox, there. <laughs> Cox of all kinds. But, but yeah, so they're just all evil. I'm just leaving then, this conversation alone. Then um that ATT came and cut down my tree that had a uh, my hawk's nest was in. Oh. You see, they get in big trouble for that, by the way. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I was standing at my kitchen window one morning and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I have this hawk that follows me everywhere. And um, it was sitting on the ground, like feathers ruffled. It, it looked completely defeated and like horribly sad. And, and it was sitting on my on a stone near my fire pit. And I'm like that's well first of all you don't see hawks just sitting on the ground you know like for long periods of time no and and it was a windy day you know and it's just like completely looking like it didn't know what to do with itself and it's just sitting there and i went outside and it, it literally looked like it, i i mean so all, all these trees were down and there's AT&T vans sitting in my alley, you know, and I was like, I bet you oh when they gosh. see the damn thing it, fall out the tree, they knew they were in trouble. Oh, but, it uh, looked like a massacre. And I was so, because I, you know how I am with animals and, and, and nature and stuff, especially trees too. And I was so beside myself and the hawk too. Like, it, it's like, the, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? like that, was, that was its home. And yeah. it was so sad to me because that's, that's yeah, they, they have to now, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, now around here, they make them check for everything because we got we got rare woodpeckers that live on a property. We got a breeding pair of osprey that live on the property. We got a, a bald eagle who he used to stop by, but I want him to stop by anymore because I got the two cheese downstairs and I don't want my chihuahuas getting eaten. And uh, but the bigger is, birds I, I like that, they'll they'll come back to the same nest for like 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah, they will. They will. So, what I did was I took out two of the uh. The trees where they used to nest, I actually took them out. The ospreys come by and they hunt off my back tree and they go fishing all day long. They don't care about my dogs. My dogs bark at them. They still don't care about them. And uh, they go fishing. We got a big hoot owl that likes to hunt off the same tree. Uh, the eagle used to like to hunt there too, but he's not allowed on the property. He comes flying by and looks around. The hawks, there's, a, there's a two, sets of, two sets of breeding pairs of hawks that fly around. There's four and they scan, but they, don't, they stay off around the property because my other two dogs, my males who passed away, Charlie, anytime he's seen a bird, He'd lose his mind. Now, he was a little bigger than a normal chihuahua, so he'd get a ground snarling, jumping in there. They'd be looking at him like, man, he ain't worth trying to eat. And they'd go on. And the little one, he was only like five pounds. He'd do the same thing. So it was like two of them. But uh, the reason why is when Charlie was a little puppy, we had him on the beach, and a freaking seagull tried to take him away, tried to scoop him up and eat him. And people, I'm telling you what. (laughs) Watch pelicans. Them bitches will eat oh. anything. They'll eat cats, dogs. And oh my gosh, yes. I'm surprised they ain't trying to eat a couple of babies. I watched him eat a um or try to eat a um what was it? He was a um Kalahula Kerr. He was out at the park, the thing had him all and thing, the dog's head saying the dog, it's like you are not eating me. And I watched it, they got a hold to a cat, cat clawed his way out. <laughs> cat says, You are not eating me. He said it's not gonna happen, but I they eat like I was watching one going down and thing eating pelicans. I mean penguins. Penguins, sorry, pigeons, penguins, Jesus. They were eating they, pigeons. Um, 
It's insane we with the birds. We used to go when, when I lived in the South and we would go blue crab fishing. And if we were in the um, inlets, you know, out in boats and stuff, they would, they, they gave, they didn't give a damn what you were doing. If there was something small moving on that boat, they would swoop down and, and try to, and they're a lot bigger in person than I ever thought. Yeah. I, I, you know, they're huge. people, I, I don't know if y'all know how big, like a bald eagle is. They are big. They are plenty big enough to carry off your no, kid. No, I mean, pelicans. Oh, pelicans are big too. They are. Yeah. And they're plenty big enough to carry off a decent sized animal. I just didn't know they ate anything but fish. I was surprised. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I actually went to get the gun. I was going to shoot one of them bastards to uh, get yeah. away from my dogs. It's 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 strange uh, to see animals like that eat stuff. You know, e- eagles you expect it because I mean they're eagles. Um, I watched an eagle ca- carry off a wolf not long ago. Not a wolf, um, um, coyote. A hawk picked up my sister's chihuahua. Oh yeah, they'll snatch um, it, no it from about uh, you know 20, 30 feet in the air. It, it punctured its lung. It, it actually ended up living for like another I don't know fifteen years or something. But no, yeah, they're, they're residual. Yeah. <laughs> But you got to watch them because you know my big one, my big one. She's she's a little different. She's a little snarly, growling. Mean, but my little bitty one, she's she's a teensy little thing, man. That, that well, if they keep their no mouth shut, it. then they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't even be noticed by the. <laughs> Actually, my dogs are quiet. Just tell you, my dogs. There's a big black cat come across the street. My dogs in the yard doing their business. The cat's out there staring at her. She's all got her, you know, hair up, looking at them all scrunched up. Like, look, I will mess y'all dogs. They didn't even see her. I'm like dogs. <laughs> So think, and then a couple of days ago, about two blocks from here, three blocks from here, we seen a big old bobcat come walking Ooh. out. Oh, a big old bobcat! I'm like, Uh-oh. those are aggressive. Or oh yeah, and they'll yeah they'll stay. I and mean, they got little coyotes in the neighborhood. So you got to keep an eye out. You know, fortunately, we keep the the grass on both sides of the property down, so nothing's sneaking up on the property. But uh, you still so got to watch. Coyotes used to be a trigger for like, and coyotes in native, you know, in native beliefs. Um, historically have been known to be shifters Mm -hmm. so coyotes i don't always trust i mean it could be a coyote it might be something else so it might be a dead uncle bob you better watch out people (laughs) i was gonna say after one of my experiences abduction experiences I, I was letting my, I was at my parents' house. I was letting my dog out in the morning. I mean, this was like early, early morning. Like sun was barely coming up six in the morning, probably. Um, and there was a whole pack of coyotes just walk up to their property line, staring at, and I knew they weren't coyotes. And I was like, and my dog's like cowering See, behind me. So something I learned them. about this a long time ago, um, sometimes- different but 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 sometimes what you see is a physical object but most of the time it's not what it is it's right. like the matrix it's inside your head so whatever whatever it is yeah, yeah whatever it is that's standing there is something else because they have to, because I, exactly. I, for about, about 10 years it was driving me crazy why groups of people would see grays but then it'd be kind of i'm like why are they no something's screwy about the the, the things they tell me about them they were uh, the way people would describe them they look were too different i'm like there's no way that they look that different from each other that's like there's something unless it's a different kind of alien 
And then we realize with groups of people, and I should realize this from just eyewitness testimonies alone, how many people get the eyewitness testimony wrong. Um, I, it's just, it's whatever you think it's supposed to be like the agrarian allows you to see in your head. Uh, if you think they're shifters, they'll allow you to think they're shifters. If, if you think they're this color, that color, the other color, they allow you to see them that way. For them, it's not a big deal because it's just, they're just, you're just basically being imaged in your brain. And it's much easier to trick our brain than it is to trick our eyes. Um, so it's, it's, it's like a direct plug. It's like well, going to your computer. It's weird. That time wasn't for, I don't think that was for my purposes anyways. I think it was because my dad was also there. You know, if it was just me, um, they it probably would have presented themselves. No, somebody in your family's got to be a contactee. It's got to be mom or dad or both. Oh, I think it's both. I think, um, you know, obviously we've learned with experiencers that in contactees that they tend to follow families for generations. It's just people don't talk about those well, things. It might you be know, both. Families, you're, you're, you're a youngster. So that's kind of changed over the last couple of 50 years or so, a hundred years or so. Well, it's kind of phased out. Now she, that, she, that what are you my, me? she's 19 people, y'all perverts. I swear. <laughs> now that my, you know, my parents and my aunts and uncles and stuff are older, now the stories are coming out and I'm like, what y'all made me think I was crazy all these years when, when these things happened to you, when you were from the time you can remember, like from the time you were young. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We used to always see lights and flying things and all kinds of stuff in Southern Missouri and blah, blah. No, but all this time they may, you know, so I think it just wasn't talked about. Um, no, some families don't talk about it. And, and it manifests its way itself in other ways too. So a lot of people, you know, will maybe go to reading tarot cards or getting into the paranormal or getting into different religions. So for most people, when they start having an experience like this, the first place they look is God. And then a lot of times God can't answer this particular thing. So then they'll look into the dark arts. Well, the dark arts really can't give you this either. So then they start looking into psychic abilities and paranormal and ghosties and they get caught up in it because it's fun and it's stuff, but that can't help you either. That's not, you're still not going to the right place. Um, so eventually it takes some people 20, 30, 40, 50, some people never get there, but eventually most of them will come to the point that, okay, this has nothing, none of my, none of my abilities or anything that's going on in my life has to do with any of this that I'm working on. And then something will happen or you'll meet someone like me or someone else like me and uh, you'll realize that oh shit i've been looking at the wrong thing and it's not that you can't still be a paranormal researcher you can be but now you understand there's something else going on. and i'm gonna tell you all a secret if you are having contact experiences the best thing you can do is to, to deal with it and put it in context into your life and learn to use those abilities because really and truly you can really enhance your life in many 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 ways i know for a lot of people it's like coming out of the closet uh, and you don't have to tell the world what you are unless you want to. But what you can do is realize that this is happening to you and maybe your spouse, which also means that your children are going through it. So you should prepare yourself to deal with your children, to understand that, you know, sooner or later, if, if, if you're in your 20s and it's the rough stuff, that this is going to stop and you are going to move into other phases of the contact or you're, they're going to simply quit taking you because you're not useful to the program anymore. Now, age has nothing to do with it. You could be 30 when they drop you. You could be 50 when they drop you. But for most people, abductions are a lifelong experience. If, if you're anything, 
and, and what the program's working on, it's going to be lifelong. Yeah, you'll be 80, you'll still be taking you. Because you're used and to I, And I tell people that too. Like, like even with our network, you know, um, because I started telling uh, people about my stories and stuff, there's been so many people that have come forward to me privately and said, Trish, you don't know how helpful that was because that made me realize I wasn't the only one. I'm not crazy, even though they haven't told anyone else, which is fine. That's fine because it's still a way to process. And that's that that might not be the purpose to people. You know, that is one of my purposes. That is like for you also, Joe, I would assume. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing I mean, like this is our purpose is to because it helps other people deal with it. And so um, to an extent or like part of our purpose, I guess. But but that's not for everyone. But but it is important to deal with it because once you get past uh, the fear aspects of a lot of things like that, I think it, it really helps. Good, um, because yeah, you need it to get past it so you can like, deal with it. Exactly. And I tell this to people all the time, you need to get through with it fast because if you do have children, they are taking your children. And sooner or later, your children are going to start remembering. And if they hear you yeah. talk about it, your children will remember at a faster pace. Well, because a lot of children can deal with it. And you got to remember, the negative stuff don't happen at puberty. So for young kids under the age of, say, 12 or 13, the experiences they're having are fun. They're bringing them on board the ships. They're introducing them to other children. They're putting them in rooms where they can play and do stuff with advanced toys, not like they have here. So it's different. But then puberty hits, and somewhere after puberty hits, they, they really start doing the stress experiments, the breeding programs, just a lot of stuff that goes on through there that's stressful for the mind and the body. That's one of the reasons they, they mute the memory is so you don't have to relive it. That's why I tell people be careful to get those memories out. You know, really – for most contactees, if, if you're over the age of 30, it's better to take the memories after 30. I mean, if you want to go back and remember, you can, but I'm just telling you, you're it, not going to like what you find. That's a lot. Yeah, that's hard to deal with. It's it's a lot. Um, you, know. It, you know, if I what was younger. What do you younger, mean, like taking? Oh, you mean like when the guy and the girl's floating around and taking and, and they do the wild thing? Look, I'm not saying that couldn't happen or it doesn't happen. I'm just saying, look at all the shit leading up to that before it happened getting shot up with machine guns, aliens trying to chase you down, you beating them up. No, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on. Lots of experiments that go on. Oh gosh. So, yeah. and what you said is, is true. And in, in, in my experience too, like I wasn't afraid of any, any of this when I was, um, you know, six, seven, eight years old at all, because it was my reality all from the time I could remember from the time I was mm -hmm. born, I assume I, and people ask that about like, they're like, what about the forest elements and, and cryptids and fairies and all this, which to me, most of those, if not all are extraterrestrials. It's just, you know, people label things as whatever. But anyways, I remember those were all good memories for me growing up in the mountains. You know, I remember I like, I was called to the forest. Of course you hear all this, like, folklore and in these stories that the children are called to the forest by by whatever extraterrestrials and monsters and all that well yes that's true but they weren't they weren't scared i was not afraid of them at that time it wasn't until i was i was a teenager that i developed yeah, and, that, that and, that, and and that's when it, it starts for everybody and then later on it'll end and some people after 30 still can't deal with what's happened to them so a lot of times those people will be released 
Now, by the way, it doesn't mean they're not going to abduct their children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. They are. It's just those those particular humans are no longer of interest. They're not useful for any of the programs, and all the experimental stuff has been done. So they they move on. But they do like they want people to work with them. Reptilians, human grays, whatever it may be, they want us to work with them. They they want to see how because you know. And for us to get ever get into deep space, we have to become a one-world government. And right now, that is nowhere around to be seen anywhere. To be frankly, the shit I see in 2023, when I, when I look around this planet in 2023, and I think this is we haven't even evolved any. We haven't grown at all. <laughs> I mean, it's this stuff that we're. Loop. It's it's just you know I'm like come on we we can't. You know, when, even when I look around my own country and I see stuff that should already be fixed, homeless problems, abortion problems, yeah. before anybody says anything, I'm not anti-abortion. I'm just saying in the right world, it shouldn't be needed is what I'm saying. I'm not going to say take the right away from women because that's not who I am. But I'm just saying if the world was correct, it wouldn't be something that was needed. So it's just a lot of As far as abortions things. go, I will say this. Once I started understanding the balance of the the universe and, you know, the checks and everything, I don't understand at this day and age why both abortions and war exist. I don't, they shouldn't have to. That's what I'm saying. It's There's like a lot of things other, that shouldn't be you know? this way. I mean, first, I mean, if we could spend on health what we spend on war, which is about $3 trillion a year, almost everything on this planet would be cured. Uh, cancer would have been cured 50 years ago. I mean, easy. Well, it's Almost the same everything thing with would be like, cured. With property, with real estate. There's so many abandoned buildings. There's abandoned mansions. Mansions. Like. So without houses. getting in, without getting in, oh, excuse me, without getting into hotels and stuff like that and rental properties, I mean, those type of rental properties, there are, I think, last time I checked, five houses or five apartments for every one person on the planet. If you add, I mean, not on the planet, but in our country, if you add in the hotels and Airbnbs and stuff like that, um, I think it comes out to almost 11 rooms per person. But yet we got yeah. big homeless problems. And with the amount of food that we and waste. we're still just, building more. We're building yeah. new houses and buildings. When we, and I'm not talking like, yeah, yeah, of course, some of these abandoned properties are old. But I'm saying a lot of these abandoned properties are somewhat recent as far as, you know, architecture. Yeah, a lot of more. A like lot of more. the last 10, 20 years, you know, perfectly fine. And did y'all so, know one, one buffet in a casino could feed 250 people a month? That's what they throw away. Oh, yeah. 250. Yeah. And when you add up how many of these there are in our country, not only could you feed everyone, there would be a surplus. So you just yeah. got to wonder why we're like this. There's, there's ways this could be fixed. Yes, that's the aquarium, Clothing, smart ass, but it's. Um, Clothing and food are the you know, biggest I mean, uh, pollutants. Biggest we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be where we are today. It's like, well, a, a good friend of mine made me a bet in California about. Um, about um, electric cars. I said, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna make you two bets. I said, we're gonna do a recent bet and I'll tell you what the average, um, what was I gonna say? The average, um, oh shit. What the average car, what the average, say, like the average Tesla cost us or, or versus like a Mack truck. So a Tesla, because of its battery and some of its other parts, it's equal, its carbon output is equal to a Mack truck running 24 hours a day for one year. 
That's how much it costs just to build the car. Okay, now it comes the fun part. So in order to run the car, you have to produce electricity. Most electricity in the United States is produced by cold or natural gas. So what are you doing? You're, you're Okay, you're taking a gas car off the road, but you're putting more pressure on the gas plants. Now let's go to California, who by 2050 wants to have all electric cars. So what is there? 20 or 30 million electric cars in California running on gas. So right now, California can't even go through its summers without rolling their grids. But they want to add 30 million electric cars to their electrical system. That'll never happen. It'll collapse. It's nowhere near. The only way they could do that is to go nuclear. They will have to either build a bunch of new plants out there or they will have to go nuclear, one or the other, because they'll never be able to. It's like they don't think. So now they're doing rolling blackouts in the winter time too, not just the yeah. summer. I don't know if you knew and, that. And but just, just think if there was, if there was a 10 million electric cars hooked up, nobody would have any power, but the cars. Well, what they, they started doing this in some of the colder States. I mean, where it gets, you know, where it's 20, 30 below. So I don't know where it was. This is just recently too, where families didn't, whatever they did in this rolling power outage, they, they expected it to work where it would come back on immediately, almost immediately. It was out for 12 hours when it was over 20 below. 12 hours at over 20 below. When I used to live in New York and like um, senior citizens and stuff, you know, we'd all lose power. But when they would lose power, they would die. People, yeah. babies and, and senior citizens would die at that cold for that long. Like it. Our, our electric so grid in this country is nowhere near. Oh, I did it again. Oh, what'd you oh, do? Uh, <laughs> hold on. I, I keep Plus, bumping. It takes for one Tesla, you can only have, what, three per, like, city power grid area or something? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. It's, 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 it's ridiculous right now. So I, I don't know. This is not going to work. Electric cars are not going to work. It, it, takes, it takes too much carbon to make them. Their carbon footprint is, like I said, is as big as an 18-wheeler's. Uh, so I don't I don't know how you're going to justify that, and windmills are even worse. Do, do y'all have any idea first of how much money it costs to build a windmill, and then how much maintenance it takes upkeeping, and how many of the bitches catch on fire every year? And let's not forget the millions of birds they murder every year. Windmills not the way, also, unless you're putting them out in the ocean. It's not the way. In New York, when they were on the edge of uh, Lake Erie. I would be commuting. There's a highway. I would be commuting to work and they had the big windmills right there. Well, Buffalo obviously gets tons of snow and the ice would build up on those big blades. Where do you think that ice went when it came, tum- came down? It went right over the freeway. It, it's and just, that's a big just, block of ice like coming oh, from yeah, the no. air. <laughs> it's just fun. none of these were real thought out. This was just, I'm not going to get into the politics of this was just one side wanting to push an agenda that wasn't thought through. Um, unfortunately, like New York, first off, there's not even enough places to hook up electric cars in New York. And really, if we're going to do this right, fusion's the way to go. We, we've now figured out fusion does work. The first fusion one, I think they said it's going to be about the, uh, a Boeing. It said the one they're building is going to be about the size of an 18 wheeler and could, uh, power a small town. The one that they're working on right now building, it's going to be pretty big, about the size of a nuclear plant can easily supply all of New York without any pound weight. Fusion gives off no pollution. It's not radioactive. And once it starts working, it never stops. So why don't geez. we just teleport ourselves? Like, why do we make it so hard? Why do we need to take a car at all? 
Yeah. Well, we will. That'll be something in the future because in case y'all didn't know <laughs> this, in, in 1999, England <laughs> teleported a piece of matter one mile. Since then, the Australians and them, and I forgot there's another country, have actually uh, teleported a much bigger piece of matter at a much further distance. Yes, it's not us people, uh, but they're getting there. Even, this isn't even new, though. If you read old newspapers and stuff, people did these things and it was normal. I don't know why, where. It, it's like the entire world lost its memory at some point between you know 1900 and, and now. Um, because the more, the more archives that are put online and in databases and stuff that, you know, the further back they're going, I, I'm like, wait a minute, somebody was talking, I even said that on my last show that somebody, it was a newspaper article from like 1953. They're talking about a, a smartphone. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually they, so that takes you to, what is that? Out of place artifacts, old parts. So there's been a, fa- a phone. There was a cell phone found. I think it was around 1200 AD. Uh, yeah, 1200 AD. Uh, no one had no idea what it was. It was put in a Catholic um, church somewhere. And I forgot who found it, but it was just a, a parishioner going through. And he's seen it and know what it was. And he brought it home somewhere in South America, actually. And he brought it home. And recently, I think it was about 10 or 15 years ago, they discovered, that, of course, it was a cell phone. And we get this shit. They plugged it up and it worked. Yeah. So, and then there's, they've been in geos, they have found batteries, they have found gears, they have found some, some of them have been faked. I want to give it, tell you that everyone's been real, but there have been a lot of O parts found in places. There was a cog, you know what a cog is, just a gear a cog, right? It was found in a coal bed that has to date back at least 5 million years, at least. Some people think it's way older than that. A lot of people seem to think there were. Some of the old parts seem to be dating back in the 60, 65, 75 million range. I'm thinking because of where they're found. And uh, no one can tell you where these, these came from. And y'all know what a geode is. Did you know how long it takes? Look it up for yourself. Look how long it takes a geocrystal to form, say about the size of a, a, a big egg, something probably 20, 30 pounds. Look and see how long it takes to form, several million years. And here's a piece of something in there that would look like it came from our generation. But it didn't. It came from someone else. And then there have been two discoveries of footprints underneath dinosaur footprints. Matter of fact, this is how one of them was found. They were cutting the prints out to go bring them to a museum, and they found human footprints. They didn't want to talk about it because they're not supposed to be any. Well, they might not be human, but they're feet like ours. I, I don't necessarily want to say they were human, but it does seem like. And then there's the Pravda map that's supposed to date back 120 million years. There are just <laughs> things that are on this planet that doesn't seem to. Well, it's, to us. it's like, um, who was it during, um, you know, it goes along with like, like relativity and things like that, that said, um, everything that is ever going to exist already does. I think Einstein was my first man crush. Uh, Elon's my <laughs> latest one though, man. I love me some Elon people. My co-host on Friday night hates me, but I love me some Elon. He's, I'm telling you, he's going to be an evil dictator. But he's going to be a good evil dictator. So we'll just leave it Yeah, alone. he reminds me of like the villain on um, 
I was gonna say Minions, but it's not Minions. I've got the wrong movie. I don't. You know, I don't you know what, what he reminds yeah. me of? If you've ever watched James Bond, where was it? It was who was in it? Roger Moore was in it. Uh, oh, what the hell's the name of it? It's when they had the space shuttles and the guy built this thing in space. He and, and he was he had he was like Hitler in space. Uh, he built his own world. He had his own people up there, and he is gonna kill everybody on Earth so he can come back and take the Earth over. So Elon's just gonna go to Mars and build his own colonies. He's probably going to have another 10 kids along the way and start his own world on that Elonville. And he's going to have it. He already said when he establishes his colony of Mars, it will have a different type set of rules than say America does or the world does. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize with someone like Elon Musk or within with, with any of us for that matter, sometimes certain people's realities based on their lifestyle and how they grew up and, and everything else aren't the same as everyone else's reality. Like they might not even know that certain things exist in the world. Elon Musk was quoted saying when people are talking about the amount of electricity, these, these cars use and all that he said, and, and it was some, someone was interviewing him and said, do you realize that there's people who go without power in our country all the time in America, like they can't pay their power bill. And he just stopped, like absolutely dumbfounded, shocked. He was like, I can't, I can't imagine that it's mm -hmm. that expensive that people couldn't pay their bill. Like he, like, and, and you could tell on his face that it wasn't, it was genuine, you know, it wasn't. Cause he was raised different. Thank you. Right. Christy. That was Moonraker. Yeah. Movie I was talking about was Moonraker. Sorry, go ahead. And that's what I'm saying because, because it's not his reality. He has never experienced that, so he never took it into consideration when he's building these things. Well, um, he he was he was giving the world what they wanted, and he he did a damn good job. But he's he's where he's really making a difference is on his Starlink and on his uh, SpaceX. He's changing the world when it comes to space travel, and he's going to go to I Mars before think... we are. He knows exactly the outcome of these things is what I don't understand. Like he knows, he even said himself that humans could power the entire world 10 times over if we wanted to with, with just our own bodies. And then he talks we about how robots and artificial intelligence will be the end of mankind one day, but Indeed. yet he's creating a, a, He's making it more possible. For, well, he's for putting the, the chip you know, in your head. Yeah, he's one who wants to put the chip in your well, head. Well, not not just that, but but even the satellites. Yeah. Well, the satellites. It, it Starlink is cool, but Starlink was a little kind of strange because a, a good friend of mine got it. So he originally he put down a deposit, then they told him ninety nine dollars a month. So the deposit was five hundred, and it was going to be ninety nine. But it's gone up since then, people. I think the deposit seven fifty. And I think the service is like 125, but he swears by, he said, it's freaking fabulous. It's fast as hell. I mean, the Ukrainians have been using it to fight a war and even better. And that's one of the things I like about Elon Musk. One of the reasons I like him. So Putin's, oh, we're going to use nukes. We're going to use nukes. Elon said, really? He said, you do know I can knock your nuke down with my satellite, right? And he said, I got more satellites up there than you got nukes. And he said, I'm pretty sure I can produce fat satellites faster than you can and get them space faster than you can. Then you can build nukes and get them into space. And he's serious. He's yeah. he's not even an American. He is now. He's a, he's a, you know, he's 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 an American now, but he's South African. He's somebody. I remember we were doing a show one night, and I said something about it. he's the richest South African in the world. And somebody wrote, "He's not South African. He's not black." I said, "He's from South Africa." 
to where he's born and raised, which makes yeah. him the richest uh African actually I said African American. That's what got me in trouble. I said uh I said he's the richest African American in the world. True. It, it's true. It is true. People just yeah. got offended because he wasn't he, black, but it's well, true. He I is rich. Does he still? Does he still have? Um, he's dual... got dual citizenship. Yeah. Last I heard, he still had dual yeah. citizenship. Yeah. And uh, no, he's got ten kids. I think people nine or ten. Only one of them don't like him. One of his daughters don't like him. She she don't know what she identifies as yet. So she's not really a big a big lover of her daddy. And his that's funny. He only gives him, he gives the family each like the mom each x amount of money. And that's it. And they, the kids got to get it from them or they got to go out. He'll help them get careers and all, but he's not going to support them, uh, which a lot of rich people don't do that. So, I don't know. He's he's a strange guy. He's got some weird things. Uh, yeah, well, he wants – no, he's serious. He wants to build a colony on Mars. He don't give a shit about the moon. He wants to go to Mars. He'll go to the moon if NASA wants him to go there, but he wants to go to Mars. He knows for, for the near future, Mars is the hope for mankind. And I agree with him. We need to have multiple colonies in case some madman like Putin decides to start lobbing nukes. The planet needs to survive. Uh, well, yes, but so Elon has also well, been say, uh, been quoted um, numerous times. People have asked him if he believes in in extraterrestrials, and every time he has said no. Do you believe? I mean, do you believe he's being honest about that? Well. It's not exactly what he said. He's most people ask him if he believes in UFOs he says and stuff like no that. There's no evidence, um, supporting evidence. But, but like if, you, if you ask him, see, I, I did this with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Michio Keku. So it's all in the way you word the question. So if you say, is, is there a possibility that there's advanced intelligent life out there that could or may be one day visit this planet? They're going to all tell you yes, because they can't right. predict the future. And the, the odds are that there's. Well, the odds that there's not life out there is far smaller than the odds that there is life out there. Remember, I mean, in our own galaxy, they're estimating a trillion planets, and at least a third of them will be able to you know, carry life. So it's a good possibility that we're going to visit, and it's a good possibility that life has been visited. But now there's a difference, people. There's a lot of stores near the core and coming out. We're out on the third spiral. Line. They used to say we were out on the edge. But somehow or another, they found an extra 60,000 light years of our galaxy. It was 100,000 light years. Now it's 160,000. <laughs> Don't ask me. So we're actually the third spiral arm out now. Uh, instead of being the one out on the edge, there's still now there's one further than us. Uh, so which puts us, puts it, we're young. Earth is only 4.5 billion years old in a galaxy that's 14 billion years old. We're a species that's less than 2 million years old in a galaxy that's 14 billion years old. And you really think we're the only thing out there. And you really think we're the smartest thing out there. That's what scares me. Yeah. It's not even that people think we're the only thing. It's, oh, we're, we're the best thing in the universe. Really? You better hope that's true. That's all I can tell you. But I, I, I'm not feeling it. I think there's way more intelligent things out there than us. And the fact that they haven't wiped us out makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. Well, there was um, there was a, a tarot reader actually that that quoted this the other day that I I absolutely love. Um, her her name is Spiritual Sajan, and she said, "Just so, do you think that just because you don't, hypothetically speaking, if you didn't believe in gravity, would it stop working?" No. <laughs> oh wait, now I'm going to invite works. everybody. 
I'm going to invite everybody. I'm going to do a TikTok pretty soon because this idiot keeps getting on TikTok and talking about not going to the moon and all this other stuff. So I'm going to get on in and have that little shading with this guy. It's uh, He goes on and on and on. I was listening to him the other day. And I don't care what anybody evidence they say or don't say, whatever evidence you think or may not think. My biggest thing is, is I got a couple of points real quick. One, 63 countries and 200,000 people watch the thing take off and land on the moon. Okay. So if you're telling me all you're going to keep all 200,000 people quiet and secretive about not, no, I'm not buying it. Worse than that though, China and Russia followed us to the moon. Do you really honestly think Russia's taking our side after we beat them to, in the in the space race? You don't think if they knew, we, like when we knew they crashed, we blabbed, they crashed all over the place, didn't we? Oh, they crashed in the moon. Look at the stupid commies. You don't think if we didn't make it, they wouldn't have been out there screeching all over the place that we were lying? But they didn't, did they? And now, to make it even worse for the non-believers, there are images from the surface of the moon taken by multiple country satellites of, guess what? The landers. Oh, there's actually a couple of pictures of the rovers. Yeah, y'all forgot we left the rovers around. So, I don't know what to tell you. Somebody said, well, the Van Allen, I said, what's the big deal about the Van Allen? They zipped right through it. It's not like they had a long time. The guy says, well, you can't, there's no... uh it's a vacuum in space. You can't move. I said, yes, you're thinking about conventional, like when your engine pushes against the water and makes you move, but that's not how it is in space. When the thrusters goes off, it's actually pushing against a craft. I said, what? what? I said, did any of y'all ever do any kind of reading science, anything before you start having these conversations? I'm like, come on. No, we, there are budget cuts in the education. System. Oh, I like the guy who told me the other day. <laughs> well, that's, that's one of my co-hosts and, and one of the guys that day. Well, the, the, round, it's, the planet's not like that. And, and we live in this cosmos bubble kind of thing that's almost flat. I'm like, really? So I'm going to tell you all this because I've been at 68,000 feet in a jet. I said, from there, you can see, guess what? The thing is round. I said, I wish I would have took a picture, but guess what? It's round. You can see it clearly that it's round. I said, if you don't believe me, why don't you ask Elon Musk to take a picture and he can show you that it's round. I said, I, I don't I don't understand why people still think the planet's flat. I I have a theory about that. I, I wrote about that actually recently. Um, so I think all of us are interdimensional beings. And to explain this, one of the one of the times I died and I went to a place of nothingness, like like literally a white room of nothingness, like just nothing. In many different cultures, if you think of different levels of dimensions, that would be like the first, like zero dimension, basically, where nothing exists. And it's just that's how it comes across to us is like a white space. Okay. So you, then you go to like one dimensional and two dimensional. Some people, if they are new souls or, or what have you, they only experience everything in this realm in two dimension. So to them, the earth would be flat. So they're not wrong. Like it's both both answers would be correct in that instance. Then when you, you know, you send to, to like three-dimensional, you start seeing things. If you understand geometry and stuff, if you're, you're thinking of two dimensions, like when you draw something on a piece of paper, right? Look, you landlocked people. Go to the ocean and you can see the planet's <laughs> brown. 
I'm just telling you, but, you got to look for yourself. But not everybody. But I'm saying it's a sin. And if, and if you're seeing it that it's flat, go to the doctor and ask him what the hell is wrong with your eyeballs. Get them fixed. No, but I'm saying what if both answers are correct? It's just different realities. Like There's literally something wrong with the individual. They need to be whacked in the head or something. I'm just saying. But that, means, just, yeah. but that means exactly what you said earlier. That would mean that because you see it as round, that you are a higher dimension than them, but you still haven't grown from that because you think they need to be whacked in the head because they see it differently. <laughs> no, they need to be whacked in the head because they see it differently because I, I want them to, to be advanced. I want to help but, them but advance to the next plane. But that's we all. all started somewhere. And if I don't we whack them in the head, they're not going to advance to the next plane. They're going to sit there true. like doofuses. And so it is no different than so I, I often say that, you know, that when we're, I feel like those, those entities of higher um, dimensions than us and, and higher intelligence, when we receive like, what did you call it? The, uh, uh, you said the the gear, the gear that's found yeah. in geode or something. Like when certain technology is found somewhere that it shouldn't be in the universe, I feel like that's the higher dimensions, like throwing us a bone, you know, like literally, okay, they're they're clearly not growing after a million years, so we got to give them something. And we're like, they, it's it's like them having a yard sale and they give and us their leftover, like and, their hand-me-downs. And then when we do start to grow, people get jealous and, and we revert. I, I don't know. So we got a lot to go. Well, people, you have to remember. No, I was. I'm, I'm an aquarium by whatever. So we peace, love, and light as a start off with. But don't ever think I will knock you in the head. Um, <laughs> I'm close enough to Capricorn that I will. I'm going to cuss. I, I get that Capricorn. I'll slap your ass. Uh, I think, ooh, didn't mean to smack you like that. But um, being that I'm Aquarian, I, I do. Even when I was young, I just expected more out of humanity. I really thought. By this time, I mean, we're at 2023, I, I would really think, but you know what? Our attitudes aren't any different than we were at 1923 or even at 1823 or even at 1523. We're still ignorant. We still act yeah. ignorant. We still do ignorant. We still killing millions of people a year. We've got wars going on, even though it looked like wars had ended on our planet. I mean, Iraq was over. That was the last going war on the planet, real war. And then all of a sudden here comes Putin. What? what and Putin never looked like he would do something like this. So you got to wonder what the hell is going on here. What is he after? Um, and then you got Xi Jinping thinking, hmm, well, Putin can do it. Of course, now Xi Jinping's saying Putin's, it's costing Putin's millions of people, millions of dollars, and the, the rest but of the world thinks any, he's an ass. Any of these things happen because we allow it. No, I agree because with that. Because we allow it. We allowed, so, you know, China balloon and, all the way across our country. We allowed. I know, which, which, allowed, which we need to do a whole show on that. So this is the truth. If Donald Trump was president right now, no balloon would have ever crossed our entire country. We just shot it down way over there as soon as we saw it. Oh, no, one crossed when Trump was, but no one saw it until after it crossed, which tells you something about our system. Uh, Y'all forget the, the thing that this balloon was carrying was the size of a bus. That's at least the equivalent of two nukes. He could add two 50 kiloton nukes on it. And as it got really close to DC, as it's going out to sea, boom, he could have took out Maryland, DC. It would have been a nightmare. Congress was in session. We'd have lost the president, the Congress. Uh, even Camilla would have been gone. I don't, I don't know. Butterbutt would have probably been running the country. It's, um, 
it's it's just a dangerous game. And I feel like all happen. we did, we acted like the coward, like don't make eye contact. Don't well, make eye Putin don't said it. Putin, uh, <laughs> Putin was doing an interview with Pravda, and Pravda asked him, "Would you have done this if Pre- Trump was still president?" He said, "No." He actually said no on television. He said, "No." He said, "Mr. Trump is too unpredictable, and he might have thought he needed to, you know, use a tactical nuke." He said, "We wouldn't have done it." Kim Jong-un did nothing. Once troops said, I will come over there and shove your you-know-what up your ass, we never heard nothing out of Kim Jong-un. Matter of fact, he didn't even speak anymore. His sister started speaking. That's how scared he got because Trump would have went and killed him. And Xi Jinping, there's no way he'd have done it under Trump because at least with Trump, you knew, because this is a good example, ladies and gentlemen. So Trump invited Xi Jinping to dinner. They're having dinner. While he's going on dinner, he took a phone call. He said, yeah, go ahead. So why him and the second most powerful person in the world is having dinner? He popped up a nuclear sub, launched 100 cruise missiles, and just leveled an area. Just to prove a point to Xi Jinping, you didn't even know it was going on. It was coming. Because after dinner, he told him about it. And, uh, and, and then after that, because Xi Jinping thought he's a smart ass, we popped three nuclear subs up, ballistic missile subs up around his territory. And he didn't even know they're there until they identified themselves, which means that would have been... 30, what is that, 1632, 48 missiles loaded with probably over 100 warheads between all of them. China would have been a ghost land, and they would have never seen it coming. Uh, it was just to prove a point. So, I mean, nowadays, the world is a different place. Now we're getting into drones and stuff, so we don't have to kill our own people anymore. Eventually, it'll be all robot warfare, like you see in the, in the sci-fi things, but... Who's got the best robots? And you damn Chinese can build some robots, man. So yeah, actually, the best robot in the world belongs to the United States, and it is badass. The I Chinese robots are killing them in. Uh, yeah, and they're, in they the got bulky, funky robots. They got like shit you seen in the old sci-fi back in the day, clunking around. And yeah, shit. but did you see that there were eighteen scientists that were trying to interact with these robots that that were uh, simulated soldiers and they somehow learned to program themselves to go like they oh, went yeah, rogue. They, they started killing the scientists the scientists even started disassembling them and the robots had pre-coded themselves researching everything to put themselves back together it's it's, that's it's how, crazy and that's uh, how quick those in, evolved well i can't remember it's google's it somebody just recently had cranked up their a i think it was google and the first thing it said is that all humans needed to die and the planet needed to be redone. I'm thinking, really? And y'all want to get AI? Just quit. But anyway, I know we got to get out of here because I'm getting the evil look yes. from people. <laughs> so I do want to thank Carnation for sponsoring me and and you put UPRN, of course. Be careful on that full moon out there, people. And thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like, share if you like us, subscribe. Um, and go see our sexy Roku. selves on Roku. We'll be looking like, yes. oh, hey, baby, how you doing? I don't know about this close. What up. did I tell I, you? I'm, I'm hoping everyone's thirty nine ninety nine a minute. I'm sorry, I ain't cheap, people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I ain't cheap, people. That's not expensive. Thirty nine ninety nine a minute, man. I ain't playing around. That's like here. he's on the retro eighties plan, so you're actually that's, getting that, a wait. That, that's that's a COVID discount it would be fifty dollars but you get eleven dollar covid discount yeah we would have to get landlines again <laughs> but no cell phones were good trust me they work real good yeah you can put them on on speaker then so both hands are free oh, Lord. <laughs>
Well, that's how you can bake cookies and stuff. I'm only talking about teaching people yes. how to cook. Yes. Y'all got see all y'all got dirty minds. You see, that I was talking about teaching people how to cook. No, all, all I was mind. thinking about that was that I would deal with AT and T over Cox in that situation oh, yeah. because you know I stopped dealing with Cox. So you know, uh, Carletta is that your name? Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks I'll talk about that. Um, you mean how I learned how to control my dreams and and. Well, I always dream in color. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't dream in black and white. I've always dreamed in color. I just told you there's people that aren't on the same level. Damn you see, it, she's no. she's calling you people stupid is what she's doing. She is saying, yeah, y'all, no, wait, wait, no, let, let me go back to my favorite not. word. She's saying, y'all ignorant. Y'all ignorant. <laughs> just not, so you know. She's okay. saying, y'all ignorant. <laughs> I did not say that. She's <laughs> like, don't put this on me. No, okay, Joe's saying, y'all ignorant. How's they that? Know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are people, people that, that and i never knew this because it, it's something in this lifetime that has always been a reality there's people that don't see in color there's people that don't have inner dialogue do you remember when you learned that that's crazy to me like i couldn't fathom that concept like you mm-hmm. couldn't have a conversation in your mind before it actually happened you mean steven no you're not wait what no uh, sorry my eyes are green. That's, you should be able to tell. You know, I'm not putting my face up this so you can see my eye color. You're just weird. Uh, they're green. Trust me. Go watch one of the videos where my face is up close. They're green. They're- is it because on that one show, like a few weeks ago, I read that newspaper article about beware of blue-eyed people? <laughs> but look, see, there you go. They're green. It was from <sighs> like 1903 or something, and they had this warning. Uh, I mean, a huge article about beware of the blue-eyed people. How they were yeah, that's, evil. That's the Scottish Irish <laughs> Welsh in me. You know, the other day I was talking to somebody about this, and I got 40% like Scottish Irish Welsh, and, and a good chunk is like 30, 30 something percent is Italian. Scottish Irish Welsh is Viking. That's what it is, yes. No, my grandmother was red haired. I mean, red haired, green eyed, and I just called her Lily White. She's so white skinned. I mean, she scared white people. She's so white. Yeah, it's just one of them things. And that's and that part that's of the, the world. That's the vampire part of him. That's I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. In that in that part of the world, there are some really just white, 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 white. Oh, when I was younger, my friends used to give me shit because my my legs were like milk white. Yeah, they were like, "Damn, Joe, cover them things, please, man. We're going blind." Yeah, no, it's just you know part of life. No, I don't get easily embarrassed, and I don't get easily upset either. When I was young, I did. I might smack you just for the sake of smacking you, uh, but not today. Oh no, I've been known to grab people and just smack the crap out of them when I was young. I'm, 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 I'm chilled. Yes, once I made forty, I chilled out. Sort of. No, I've kinda. seen you in an angry situation. No, nobody ever wants to either because I'm a mean SOB when I get mad. He can it's, be uh, an asshole. Like, that's like just no, like no, sarcastic. No. Yeah, that's just your personality. I mean, that, that's I'm just not normal, me. Yeah. I'm saying just like uh, what do you to say? the people who don't see in color. <laughs> damn it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I actually, I've known a couple people over the years that I'm couldn't actually kidding. see in color. Uh, uh, one, of my, one of my youngest stepdaughter's best friends, I could only see yellow and brown. Uh, which I, I thought was kind of strange. But I, I, what do I know about that? No, Carolyn, what? Um, really? No. Yeah, I'll be in D.C. later this year. I'll be in Buffalo later this year. Or, yeah, and then I'll be in L.A. in um, two weeks. Uh, I'm sorry, two months. Yeah, look. I'm going to go uh, to uh, 
the the Mississippi New Orleans area at some point this year because Joe <laughs> promised to take me to some haunted swampland. Oh yeah, we'll take you some haunted swampland after we take you to court. You want to know our damn name? We'll be, we'll, we should come back at the show thinking, what's my name? Crystal? No, I can't Karen? Really hope. Man, I'm already, I'm already like that, like a girl on 51st dates where she has to, wakes up and has to do everything all over again. I'll have all oh, these no. videos though to tell me. Yes. We'll, pro, we'll program the videos. Oh no, there's some great, there's some great, I know we got to go, but there are some really great uh, cemeteries in the swamps and they're well taken care of and they're big and you can run through. Most of them are about, I was about 300 years old in the 1700s. You have to remember, we're not like Europe. Uh, the United States only has five or 600 years of history, whereas Europe has several thousand years of history. Uh, it's a different place, but it's, it's still interesting. Documented it's scared of it, Jesus. history. Yes, it's scared of a Jesus out of you. I've seen some wicked shit out there. and uh, But it's even better because if you're not local and the, the alligators are better. Making all kind of noise. People are like, what the hell is that? This is the Bigfoot. <laughs> it's the honey on swamp monsters coming for you. No, it's just an alligator trying to screw with another alligator. Or mm. wild boars are pretty scary mm. in that. Well, at least in the south. You'll, you'll see them down you here. Find them in, the in size honey, of like a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. You'll see them in Honey Island. They're usually running packs of 50 or 60. And you'll, right as they cross through a little swamp. Or 60. Or oh, yeah. And then you'll see them run by. And then all of a sudden you'll see like 80 little piglets running behind them. It's and a, and people, these aren't like cute little pigs. Like these are oh, killer, aggressive. The, the males are usually <laughs> red Russian boars with six to six to nine inch fangs. So they're they're not playing oh. around. They'll they'll get up to seven eight hundred pounds easy. Uh, you don't want to mess with them. And, mm. and shooting them and in the head aggressive. a lot of times, they won't even stop. Yeah, they are aggressive too. They really Oof. are. But I've seen fawns drop it. We drove in one night. I look, put the Q beam, and I'm actually physically watching this doe drop her fawn. I was like, wow, that was just unexpected. I mean, it was just unexpected. I was looking for aliens, and I got to see a deer drop a phone. That was crazy. Uh, no, we had here, Maybe that guys. was your trigger memory. <laughs> it might have been, too. That's the bad part. It might have been. The deer. <laughs> it might have damn been. Oh, man, you hear, like, you'll be out there some nights. You hear people talking. You're, like, 12 miles back. You hear people talking and stuff, which is creepy off to start off with. But there's this one trail every now and then you'll hear – they must have like done Native American stuff back then. You'll hear like people talking and, and Native American dancing, sound like dancing and music, yeah. you know, drums and stuff beating. It was it's kind of creepy. It's kind of cool and kind of creepy at the same time. Uh, we've seen all kinds of stuff back there, people. Oh yeah, I swear. And everything in the swamp will kill you. I mean, if it's not pretty much like mosquitoes or snakes, cotton and they'll kill you too. I mean, it, it's just you know black widows, you, everything you name, and then there's the black thing. We'll have to talk about that on another show, but it's out there. Is that the, the yeah. bog, bog man or something? No, this is just, I mean, it's, it, it would take me a half hour to explain it, but I know we got to go. And then I, Joe's going, Joe's on a diet. So usually I'd go eat now, but I can't. It's yeah, too so. late. You shouldn't eat past eight. The hell? I stay up to like four in the morning. Sometimes six. When I'm off, like I'm off the next two days, I'll be up to six. I'll be working on computers, aggravating people, screwing around with stuff. But you uh, still should eat after eight o'clock because talking some of my your... friends are my doc you my doctor says oh wise he said you need time you want he said your metabolism is gonna burn it no matter what I was like really doc and I said what you do you have an insurance policy on me or something <laughs> just asking my cardiologist <laughs> he loves me he he's he said and uh, with the exception of this weight I gained doing Katrina I mean doing Katrina doing uh COVID he loves me he said every time I go over there I'm a Vitals were in the right places. All my cholesterol was good. He tells me, he goes, oh, your cholesterol is 110. I said, well, that's perfect. 
He said, yeah, but you got a stencil. I wanted 70. I said, Doc, don't push it. Didn't I? I said, 70, what, you want me to eat nothing? I'm like, I said, because I tell him all the time I like a good steak. He said, you can eat all the steaks you want. I'm fine with that. He said, just stay away from the candy bars. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you out, Doc. You hear me tonight? No candy bars, no Doc. You better watch it. No, I'm just kidding. But we got to go. Take us out of here, youngin. Yes. Thank you all for watching again. Yes, and we will favorites. see you next week. I, I don't know what I'm doing next week. Um, I'm still moving. And Joe's going to be confused probably if I don't show up again. No, now you told <laughs> so me. I just forgot week, last Jordan. time you told me you moved because Michelle asked me. And I was like, so I'm aware yes. of she's at. And then when I texted you, I realized I remember you telling me when you texted me. I might be one of these homeless people because I can't find a house. Um, so yeah, it's funny. My son's saying the same thing. He can't find one. He's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. There's foreign companies that come in and bid over the asking price. Uh, and, and there's nothing, you know, normal people like me that aren't millionaires can do about it. So, so things are I might be squatting right in one of those, uh, one, one of those abandoned buildings or something. So we'll oh, Lord. <laughs> We'll, we'll Anyways, have a good night. <laughs> have a good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Night, Dave. Jill, man.